not test me, yeah. Rick Flood, drip, go woo on a bitch. 5790, spit the cool up on my wrist. Multi-million dollar, I'm a fool with the hits. Hop up in the lemon and drop the roof, show the tits. Poppin', but you really not gon' shoot. 90 pointers, time my diamond, look like hula hoops. Hoppin', mobbin', take her in the seaters of my suits. Police, y'all gon' check my pocket, Valentino boots. It's the woman out of way, a lot of them, a lot of race. Never hesitate to give a nigga yellow tape. And worry about the bag, cause the cash accumulated. Soon as we came in the game, all these niggas, they imitated. Put my mind on it, then I put my grind on it. Put the iron on them if a nigga my opponent. My code 500, I don't put no miles on it. I was running wild, homie, with 500,000 on me. Going to the driller, bust the AP, yeah. Sliding on the water like a jet ski, yeah. I'm trying to fuck you on your bestie, yeah. Chopper with the skull, so do not test me, yeah. Woo! Welcome to Street Fight Radio. It's that Sunday call-in show. It's hot as hell. Summertime jams playing in the background here. We don't condone anything that those young fellows just talked about, but it sure sounds like a damn fun time. Uh, we are Street Fight Radio. It's Sunday night. Time for a street fight every single Sunday at... 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We're starting 15 minutes late today because there was a long line to get hot-flavored chips. Uh, we will be taking your calls. The number is 614-412-5252. We're broadcasting to every single corner of the flat earth here from the WCRS studios, 92.7 or 98.3 if you're inside 270. You can also listen live on WCRSFM.org. Click that stream link on the left, pull it up while you do your dishes, or uh, try to not think about going to work tomorrow. Uh, my name is Brett Payne. My co-host here is Brian Quinby. Hey. We've been doing this for seven years now. Uh, we're simply trying to overthrow the United States government and all their wo other world governments to create a working-class utopia for the people that have been doing too much damn work. Uh, so if you're into that, please continue to listen. There's lots of uh, things happening. The whole world is flipping street fight. I just saw some news today about old uh, turtle face Mitch McConnell getting ran out by the DSA. Did you see that? I did. I did. He got chased out of a, he got chased out of a restaurant, I believe. Yeah, he was eating somewhere, and I guess there was a Twitter alert was sent out, and a bunch of people were... Uh, protesting ice nearby so they went ahead and did an old name and shame went over there and started asking about kids and shit everybody knows that guy though right like everybody knows who mitch mcconnell is well yeah they said they threatened him because oh, they always say they got threatened because somebody said i don't like your politics someone said i know where you live yeah, no shit. Everybody knows where he lives, right? That's like public record. Well, yeah, and that's what it actually said in the the article I read was his place is a common protesting area. So it's well known. Everybody knows where that guy lives because somebody's screaming outside of his house. We should know where he lives. Yeah, um, I like this. This is what I always thought would maybe get people to take a hint. You know, uh, we do have a lot of power when it comes to being able to eat some food in peace. And uh, nobody wants to. I mean, this is like worse than a telephone call during dinner. Like these people came up during sales calls during dinner when you would flip the fucking table and, you know, yeah. go on a tirade. Yeah, I'm a big fan of uh, not uh, making these people uh, have uncomfortable dinners. And especially in D.C., it's like, we all know you're there, you know? We no, all know this was the heartland. This is Louisville. Oh, was he in Louisville? Yeah. yeah. When we were in Louisville, people were like, 
Mitch McConnell's house is right down the street. We should go down there. Remember? Yes, we were going to rally. They wanted us to rally afterwards to Mitch McConnell's place. Yeah, I was willing, but I'm also, you know, lazy. Probably didn't want to walk down the street. Yeah, you're not a walker. I am a walker. I just, not at that time of night, right? Yeah, you were trying to go to bed, really. I had to drive home, dude. Oh, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, we had to drive home for three hours. Yep, that's always fun. How's your weekend going, Brett? We we spent pretty much the whole weekend together. Well, no one day, but we we were around, we went to the movies last night. Yeah, the drive-in, was... which was in fucking credible. Yeah, the drive-in is wild. Uh, we it's a, it's actually it's a time warp. Yeah. It feels like a different place. It's just a part of the uh, city that I never go to. You know, so it's like kind of a weird place to be. And uh, it's also, it's cheap. So the people that come in there are people that want to see a movie really cheap and maybe some wild stuff happens in there. Well, you can get a kid in for $2. It's yes. why the drive-in is so popular. And you can even hide even more kids under a blanket if you want to save some money. Yeah, and we were planning to go there to see a movie that was actually more adult. Anyway. We were seeing Jurassic World in the first Purge. So uh, I didn't expect a lot of kids there, and apparently neither neither did another woman that was there to see the movie. <laughs> yeah, there was a dust-up at the drive-in. I don't know if it's going to make any of the Columbus Reddit blogs or anything like that, but... Uh, yeah, somebody brought a baby to see Jurassic World, and uh, the baby got upset, and uh, so somebody proceeded to scream their fucking lungs at, out at this woman, who responded by screaming her fucking lungs out back. It was it was a good minute and a half of like, bitch, go to the psych ward, because you crazy! Yeah, yeah. That was what was wild about it, man, is like... The woman was like, we're at a drive-in, not a mo- not a daycare center. And it's like, I, you know, in my world, you don't yell at people for their kid crying. Yeah, I Just- mean, it sucks to have a kid. And we were, all, we were all somebody else's burden. We all ruined somebody else's movie before. Right? Yeah. yeah. It happens. They're kids, and it's outdoor. Plus, it's like, yeah, everybody... Yeah, it's a wild place. It's not like the real movies. It's, it's really hanging outside doing as much illegal stuff as you can while watching a movie there were some wild teens back there lighting fireworks right just beyond the trees and i kind of loved it and then the police came and and busted them yeah you jumped ahead what happened was we were watching the movie and at the very beginning these fireworks go off in the distance and we start laughing like haha they didn't know there's a movie or blah 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 and then five minutes later they get closer and then they're right next to the trees. So we were like, these are kids that are t- totally got a hold of some extra 4th of July fireworks. And then the cops ran over and busted them. Yeah. Hopefully they ran away, though, and got a good experience. Got that adrenaline rush of beating the cops. On I don't know, feet. because it stopped. So if the well, cops... It, it, I mean, if you get away, you don't go back and do it again. Oh, that's how you did things? That's how I didn't get caught. Yeah, that's how I got caught, but I still did it. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not a get-caught guy. Yeah, you're better <laughs> at not getting caught. Well, it was just like, it seemed like they went... It seems like they stopped, so either the cop busted them and chased them away, which is the hope. That's what yeah. we want cops to do, right? Scat. Say scat. Yeah, yeah. Um, Take but, it to the next township. That's yeah. what they should say. That's what all sheriffs should be. Yeah, that's what we want them to do, but they don't generally do that. They usually arrest people. And hopefully this guy was just on special duty and he didn't arrest them is, is my hope. I mean, they're pretty permissive. Um, I smelled some of the best weed this side of the in this part of the country through those windows. I mean, seriously. 
Dude, they do good stone. Uh, and those chicks next to us were partying, were having the best time, and they were so fucking stoned. Yeah, and and the funny thing about it is, is those uh, the uh, the there's a little video before the show that's like, oh. you know, we're really cool with y'all smoking here, uh, just as long as it don't bother nobody else. Yeah, they said smoking is permiss permitted. Just please keep in mind your neighbors, and that's all they said. That was their that was the uh, the rule on it. Yeah, that like that just was, don't get screamed out. You might get cussed out for it, and please, you know, politely put it out if you get cussed out. Maybe that's social control. That is yeah. the type of social control you get at the drive-in is that somebody will scream at you. There they was they ain't afraid to scream at you. There was a little bit of off-kilter social control though, because when you go to the drive-in after you're about to, when they give you your total, they said, "Do you want to donate a dollar to the drive-in?" And I don't know what that's for, you know. Get the extra dollar. Just can't, can't, can I get an extra buddy, man? Can I get an extra dollar, man? We, we don't charge enough for these fucking movies, you know? The weirdest, You're sawing my dick off here. <laughs> the weirdest, you want to bring your kid in for two bucks and you hit him under a, a cooler. The weirdest thing about doing what we, like Street Fight turning into a business, is now when I go to a business... I look at it and see like, are they making? How are they gonna make money doing this? And I, I can't work the numbers out at the drive-in at all. Well, they did it for us actually. One, there was so there was previews for movies. There was this really cool like uh, 1960s, probably done on like cellulose, like really warped graphics that talked about concessions and everything. But then there was this really poorly shot video with like probably like a GoPro, and it was a guy that said. A movie ticket sure does a cost a lot these days, but you don't know what goes into it. And this guy goes into about a five-minute explanation where he's putting dollars on the table, where he's like, for every ticket we sell, we owe $5.30 to the big movie corporations. And then there's also a tax on top of that of $0.60. Cents. And he's just taking change, and he's just basically breaking down where every fucking penny of your dollar goes for a movie ticket. And then he's like, that's why we need that extra dollar, you know? Like so we're we, trying to get that extra dollar. Yeah, please wanna... just give me... He said, if you give $1 per ticket, we can keep the theater open or whatever. And and the thing is, they they should just charge two more dollars. They should just add a quarter to every fucking ticket. Well, the night before, I went to see the far inferior uh, Ant-Man and Wasp at uh, the AMC movie theater. It cost me 30 bucks to take my wife and kid. Right. That's a lot. So that's a decent amount of money. And you can't bring your own beer and you can't uh, lay in the back of a van. And the drive-in was 14 bucks and I probably would have paid it up. They could have charged six more dollars, I think. Right. Like yeah. another six bucks. And I would have been like, oh, that's pretty nice. I was comfortable. Yeah. Um, so that was that. I mean, the weird thing is we saw uh, the purge and we saw Jurassic Park, the first purge. And uh, I, I noticed in both movies, the bad guys in both of these movies are one, military contractors right. and mercenaries. Right. And two, it is rich people. Right. Government agents or whoever was doing that testing in The Purge. Yeah. So, like, why aren't people brainwashed to hate military contractors? Yeah, it seems like there's a lot of there actually is a lot of liberal propaganda in these summer blockbusters. The conservatives might have it right, but it doesn't stick at all. People left that movie and went and defended billionaires all over Facebook. Yeah, that's how I yeah, it's like what I mean, 
How is does Elon Musk have fans if everybody's being brainwashed by the Hollywood movies? Im- he imagine that fucking dork if dinosaurs were real. He would drop everything. He would just build a fucking gigantic dinosaur palace for himself. He yeah. doesn't, and and he's the bad guy. Yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly it. And they were making them for the military, right? They were right. making dinosaurs for the goddamn military, which is like, yeah, see, we've been saying that forever about how, like, anytime something new comes out, they just figure out how to weaponize it for the military. It's like, no, no we don't no. want that. No, they think that they would use it for good, though. It would be like Paul Revere on a Velociraptor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, that w- that was kind of the, the movie. Which was sort of that was well, sort of. Uh, I have to say one thing. I, I to one last thing about Jurassic Park. The premise of the movie I didn't understand because it's basically about whether or not they're supposed to save the dinosaurs, and this is like the sixth movie of dinosaur catastrophes, and I just really couldn't identify with the people that were like, we have to do this for the sake of evolution. You know, they got like Jeff Goldblum saying like, we've charted a new path in humanity. You know, we've unlocked all these new things, and it's like. Just get rid of the fucking dinosaurs, you know. It, when when I had a toy that that broke the ha- broke something in the house, my parents just got rid of it, you know. Yeah, no yeah. more paint guns if you're going to shoot them in the in the side of the house. I mean, we didn't need the dinosaurs. No, we didn't. Need they the, weren't serving any sort of a purpose, I don't think. But I'll, then I started thinking about dinosaur leather and how fucking popping that would be, or just eating them. Yeah, dinosaur brontosaurus steaks. That's what old uh, brontosaurus burgers. Yeah, yeah, Fred Flintstone would have. I don't know if we eat a lot of lizard though. I don't know if lizards snakes. They sell snakes and shit. Yeah, do people buy them? Sure. Like those guys from that swamp uh, hunter show or whatever. The those are the only guys that eat it. Those guys in like New Orleans and stuff. You know somebody that eats snake? Bro, gator. Oh my bad. Gator gumbo. Gator gumbo. That's not a snake. That's a snake with legs, though. I actually heard in New Orleans that most of that's a scam, and it's just chicken. That's what people was telling me. There's this place here on the east side that actually has it. One of my friends took me to. It's really dope. Damn, it's probably chicken, though. We have um, Jake, icy Jake, uh, in the studio. He's uh, listening in, but he also has had gator gumbo in his life. Yes, and I had a uh, snake hot dog before it was like snake meat. Did they just stick the snake right there in the bun? <laughs> <laughs> I have no clue, but it had a bunch of like weird relish stuff. Like a foot long bun? <laughs> nah, it was really small. It was like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, uh, I guess the, uh, oh shit. Oh, sorry. Um, so I guess the other thing I wanted to talk about is in town, the good guys are here. They're car people. That That's what the group's called that has those classic cars. The, the good guys? Town, they're called the good guys. Okay. And they collect classic cars and shit. Oh, it's like right. a club. And right. they went to the fairgrounds and they put a bunch of their cars at the fairgrounds and let people walk around they and wore, look at them. wore saddle shoes and hoop skirts and like twisted around with, with little steven and shit yeah little steven from the uh from bruce that yeah one. yeah no. yeah he has an old like doo-wop uh infomercial yeah boy i love those uh, those old uh those old songs that used to come out of the old cadillacs you know yeah they you, they always say that they were songs that people would sing on the street corners ooh, like ooh, people, ooh, <laughs> 
like people in the 50s or 40s or whatever were just standing on the street corners singing like big girls don't cry <laughs> that's nice that's better than being on the cell phones right brian no telephones that would be weird if people were just standing out on the corner singing that big girls no don't cry happen yeah there's no like people are just hanging out on the well, there was stoop just, like, i mean yeah drinking a beer passing the time yeah and then singing with your buds no just having a time. Me and my buddies were just singing and dancing Crooning. together. And then if we heard somebody that sung better, we stabbed him with a knife. That's cool. That's cool. So uh, what I that that makes it cool, actually. Yeah, that's what they were doing back in the day. Or they cut the leather on your brand new cutlass. Yeah. <laughs> so while I was out walking, or while I was out walking today, I, I kind of noticed that it's all like older, just white dudes. It's like all the same old guy, you know? Sure. Like. Which is the here's the reason it's a hobby where buy where all you got to do is buy the right stuff. Not all you got to do. Mm, most of what you got to do is just buy the right stuff. You got to put it together. Yeah, after you've bought all the right stuff and you just stick it on there. Like there are so many like Lonnie's out there that could put together a sweet car, but they can't get all the right stuff. Sure, because they don't got money. It's a sure. money man's. Yeah, it's, it's an expensive hobby. It's a hobby for the money people. Sure, out there moneyed. I think they say. And uh, it made me think, I, I started thinking, and I was like, well, I don't really even have a hobby. I don't, I, like, this turned into my job. So what's my hobby now? I don't want to be a guy that just works, dude. Yeah, you're just a working man. I don't want to be a guy that only does his job. That's like, all like, well, I don't have time for hobbies because I got to work all the time, you know? And I don't have to work all the time. That's the thing. So I'm kind of bummed that I don't have a hobby today. I've been thinking about it all day. Were like, you getting like whittling wood or something? Now that sounds like a good job for me. A you wood can make whittler. Yeah, you could do like some sort of crude folk art. Really? Yeah, like definitely. What? Yeah, you could do it publicly in your backyard, and people would come and watch you. Okay. You could just bash it with rocks or like whatever came to your mind. Like just mash it together, get some glue and nails and tools, and just make a sculpture. Yeah, I have recently seen like a sculpture in town that just looks like somebody piled a bunch of trash up and ran that parts is of the so city. weird. They put them in more than one. It's like it's supposed to be like construction cones that are being in like a whirlwind. So they're like broken pieces are like flying through the air. They're on like metal and it's. The worst sculpture I've ever fucking seen. I don't know how those people get money for that shit. It just looks like a pile of trash. It looks like trash. Like just an actual pile of trash. It's so unappealing, especially because they are building... First of all, we have a fancy white castle in town now, and they're tearing up everything else, and everything else is is, has yellow cones, so adding them in places where they're not needed is just the worst fucking idea. It's just antagonistic. Everybody hates the, the cones, too. That's like part of like... All of society is like, oh, I hate those yellow cones. You can buy you know? cone t-shirts at local gag shops. Yeah, that say these cones suck. You know, oh, I hate these dang cones. So uh, there's that. Like, uh, that is uh So I need a hobby. And I figured since people are going to be calling into this show, maybe they can help me out with one that sounds cool. But okay. I, I'm not really a hunt. I don't know. You know? You don't have the patience for, like, shipping a bottle. What is, I don't know how to do that. You I don't take even little never tweezers. Knew, I never knew how they did ship in a bottle. It's all like folds up, and then you put it in there all together with like little tools. Yeah, I thought they. I thought shipping a bottle was that the bottle came like apart, and then you had to get it, put the ship together, and just put the bottle back together. Mm. I guess I don't know. I don't know what I thought. 
No, I, but I never knew how they did ship in a bottle. I would see it and be like, mm, I don't know. That doesn't seem like something I could figure out. You could um, build uh, model cars and then fill them full of fireworks and shoot them down a hill. That's really fun. That was one of my hobbies before when I was about eight. Just you build them and then kill them? <laughs> yeah, build them and then because they blow apart into p- p- way more pieces than like the hard plastic toys do. You okay. know? Like, they leave a skeleton behind that's on fire and shit. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if I want to build model cars. Yeah, that sucks. It's like kind of a, like there's instructions for them. You know? Yeah, you, you're more of a free spirit. I'm not trying to, like, be a pain in do you want you, you, you don't want to get good at anything? Just Twitter and video games? I mean, those are get things I enjoy doing yeah. right now. That's what I'm kind of into. That's your hobby. Yeah, I guess, but it'd Video be nice ga- to escape those things too. Because basically, when I'm on Twitter, it's kind of I'm an that's extension working. of what I do here. Yeah, you know, I need something that's not an extension of what I do here. You need a Brian zone. I do. You need your own free place to just create and have a hobby. It's like Hard, ha- get your skills together. It's like I have this PlayStation, but I'm going to do it on Twitch. Right. So more interaction. Yeah, I need something. For that you. I could do out in the woods if I decided to go okay. to. Like, oh, we're going to go sit out in the woods. I'll, I'll do my hobby. I'll get a bunch of my hobby done, which I still can't figure out what it is. I just don't know, man. I don't even know what hobbies are now. I don't know what people are doing. You could do board gaming. You could get a night together every single week and I make wanna... it like a big jamboree. Yeah, I don't think anybody would do that, though. Yeah, there's a lot of geek, would. geeks out there you that would, would do, do it. it. I'd play board games with you anytime. You know? Oh, that's so sweet, Brian. I, I can't believe you would say that on air. Yeah, I don't know if that's a hobby, though. That's just playing games. Yeah, I mean, it's you got to keep your mind sharp. Yeah. I want to... Um, throwing I'm, knives or something? Sculpture. Maybe badass? Or maybe like Jeet Kune Do or something? Sculpture sounds cool to me. Like I love sculptures. They, I'm like drawn to them at every place I go. Where big we ones. Have them. You yeah, want to make big ones. I just, I go to a museum, and if there's a sculpture, I'll just sit and stare at that thing. Like, Let's wow, go. How'd you they make do a that? sculpture. We'll go tear out those shithole ones they got set up and do it right. I can't imagine mine would be any better. <laughs> I don't have like any skill either, though. True. Okay. This is my sculpture. It's just a big ball of used uh, cables. That I have in my basement. <laughs> that would be fun. You need to just put like an ad out for like cable recycling and offer to take everybody's old balls of cable. But then you need to make one gigantic one, <laughs> like roll it to the center of town as a statement. Show people like this is yeah, this all is, the cable. This should be in the ocean, but instead I made a, a ball yeah. out of it that I'm gonna have thrown in the ocean at some point. <laughs> no, now we're no. It's now it's the new sculpture. You have to use this. You can't make new track. They they made trash to for art like they made new trash to simulate trash yeah and it can come in each time unless they stole those barrels people who are broke or whatever could roll in and actually take a cable if they need (laughs) if they need it if they saw one yeah they're like oh my god i always wanted to get my old phone number off that palm pilot and you have the connector right there (laughs) (laughs) someone just pluck it right off I've been looking for S video cables since Radio Shack closed, and I just haven't found one. This is amazing. Yeah, I mean, that sounds like a service. Oh, it, it sounds like something cool, and it's like a community service yeah. sort of thing. It's like, it's my sculpture, it's my thing. I can run around telling people, this is my sculpture, it's a big ball of used cable. 
Like, that's what I keep thinking about lately is, like, I have so much trash in my basement. <laughs> yeah. You know? who, who doesn't, buddy? <laughs> well, you see mine. Yeah. <laughs> Yours has less, like, big trash than me. I'm like, I'm get- I got an extra washer down there that I don't know how to handle. Yeah, that's a large piece of trash. It's full of water. Oh, no. I don't know what to do with it. You got to get a siphon, bro. You got to go to an aquarium store and siphon that shit out. It's full of water that's been there for, like, years now. And I'm like, what is even... Maybe it'll just evaporate at some point. <laughs> oh, I love that. That is... That's the best way to handle the problem. Just avoid it. Especially... <laughs> I mean, water will evaporate eventually, right? Yeah, I guess. I mean, that's what they it's say. It's going to evaporate. That's science. You know, I... Eh. I don't want to move it, honey. Let's just wait till it evaporates. Oh, I get... I throw a huge fit whenever she starts talking about moving that trash out of there. Because I'm like, oh, that's just work for me to do. I mean, I, 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 get, I have a bunch of old textbooks from college that I could use for i'm gonna make a sculpture folks i'm a sculptor now i think unless somebody comes up with a better idea tonight put that trash to good use yes call your first piece man's basement no no uh, not man cave man cave man cave and i'll build a cave out of it of trash yeah Yeah. you're on to something dude yeah i'll build a cave out of trash now you have another hobby that will put you in the limelight and require a lot of people to talk to you (laughs) and demand attention and time to and energy from you (laughs) i should make damn furniture since i have almost none in my house Yeah, you should just do the flipping thing. You should just buy shit and paint it and reholster it. All you need is like a staple gun. Yeah, I look at batting. that. I look at that stuff and it seems hard though. The, mm, the, that's the, a, that's a hobby, man. They are hard at first. Like you aren't immediately good at them. I don't have any tools either, though. That's another issue. Yeah, you got to work on that too. That's expensive. You buy them as you need them. That's okay. how I did bikes. Buy as you buy need. as you need it. See, but the other thing is that's too, is like, I also can't get away from turning my hobbies into money. So like I buy bikes and then make flip them. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the only way I could get the money to keep doing it. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like selling drugs. Right. It's like my hobbies, drugs, but I sell drugs so I can get free drugs. Yeah. You yeah. Know? I'm just in the industry. Yeah. I'm in the industry. <laughs> let's get some calls in, man. Yeah. Let's see what these people are talking about. I know they've been waiting forever. Uh, oh, come on. Oh, jeez. What the heck? All right. Thank you for calling Street Fight Radio. Who are we talking to? Hi, it is Elizabeth. They, them, or she, her from the suburbs of Chicago. Hey, Elizabeth. Thanks for calling in. How's it going? Pretty good so pretty far. Pretty good. Pretty good. I'm a, little, I'm a little weak. I had a beef jerky before the show, and I'm feeling a little better. But I just, I think like, I... Wait, are you, are you talking about a Slim Jim, or are you talking about, like, Beef jerky. Jack Link. <laughs> I had a Jack Link peppered beef before the show. Ooh. I haven't had a beef jerky in probably 10 years, but I was feeling a little wonky from my uh, Kratom, and I was like, I better eat a beef jerky here. Better make it worse. <laughs> What's going on tonight, Elizabeth? Well, so I know I've got lessons, so I probably shouldn't be saying this, but... Jacob, please don't listen. Um, this part. So okay. I'm trying to get a fake ID. Um, but not for the reason I think you would think. How old are so you, only Elizabeth? 18. Wait, what? How old are you? I'm 18. Ooh, this is great. <laughs> okay. I'm moving into an apartment. Uh, 
on Saturday. I'm, you know, I'm excited, finally moving out, all that stuff. And I really want to get a cat. What? But all the shelters around make you be 21. Like, you can't adopt a cat if you're under 21. Hmm. Huh. And so I feel like most people are not getting their IDs for that reason. That's kind Wait. of crazy thing. I mean, do you know cats are terrible? Like, I, I, I mean, I don't know a lot of them, but gumball is like the worst thing in the world, which I let out the other day. So I'm just telling you, if you get a gumball type cat, you're really screwed, Elizabeth. Gumball ran away. <laughs> That's my oh, shit, like, like ran away, ran away? No, she, she came back. Of course, of course. Oh, okay. Always coming. Yeah. Can't go away forever. That's for sure. Uh, I don't, have you ever, uh, have you looked, like, what I, is, I, what's the search been like for a fake ID in 2018? Because I've never had one, and I'm kind of no. interested in how you, how, what, have you done, like, online searches or anything? So, I'm, like, a pretty, like, not, I'm not, like, straight edge, but, like, I, I don't just have much experience with, I didn't talk to people in high school, you know, like, <laughs> That's just not something I knew. Um, but, like, I had this one kind of friend-ish who was, like, kind of, not sketch, but a little sketch. You know, I, I knew he smoked and stuff like that. Um, I mean, I just asked him, um, and he sent me the information of some dude. Um, it's, like, cheap, too. It's, like, 40 bucks. Yeah, that's pretty I mean, good. You know, that's not cheap. I but the early days of internet searches I did, it was like a hundred dollars to have one sent in the mail, but I was getting into bars oh, wow. and bars. They aren't, they don't actually check. So I would just hand them old IDs of my friends and, um, just, oh, okay. yeah. So I don't know if you can do that with the cat place though. <laughs> no, they're probably will scrutinize it a little bit more. Well, this is what I, I'm I, gonna s- I searched for scannable fake IDs out here, but that makes me a little bit nervous in a oh. way. Cause you buy the damn thing and you know what? If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. That is the thing. But I don't know what they would do to you if a cat fake ID didn't work. So you, I would try one of the cheap ones. Okay, so when I turned 18 years old, I left my parents' house in a bolt in the night. Like, was just gone and disappeared and didn't talk to him for a few years. And I got a dog. Okay. I got a dog, though. That was one of the first things was a puppy dog to, uh, you know, to keep me sane. And so... I just found a listing in the paper for this country ass dog, and I went and picked it up, and uh, she's still around. My parents, my parents have her now. You could do the, you could. Oh, wow. That's a twist the, of the story. Craigslist cat. Yeah, Craigslist cat. Gumball came straight from the farm. If you're nearby, um, my mother in law has like a new batch of cats every six months. It seems like. Hmm. This is fucking sweet. I'm like looking yeah, through I, this King of Fakes website now, and it fucking rules, man. King of Fakes, <laughs> King it? of Fakes. Yeah, it's like the, all the, it's got reviews on it. Uh, it's got reviews from like uh, different states mm-hmm. on Reddit that you can look at that say they were scannable. And uh, what do you mean scannable? Like, like they can they, swipe it and it'll verify that it, that it's correct data. Because they do that oh, oh, in weed, got it, got it. they do that in legal weed places. They like have a little thing that they can scan your ID and it'll tell you if it's real or fake or you're Man, old okay. enough. When I when I turned eighteen, um, after school, I went straight to Sunoco to go buy cigars, and 
uh, the lady scanned my ID and the machine played Happy Birthday. It was like, and it said, Happy Birthday. <laughs> Thank you. I'll take those white owls. So here's here's uh, the king of fakes seems to have. Uh, we should get the king of fakes on the show. Sounds like I'd a good love idea. To, talk to the king of fakes. Let's play video games. I mean, I'm oh, against like, as like a person, as an entity, the king. Yeah, yeah, that's what it's called, king of king of fakes. And uh, they say the uncertainty for this one is medium low for his. So uh, that's pretty good. Like because I think you're probably going for the least amount of uncertainty. Yeah, I like what I'm not. What the dude is like, I'm not just you know buying a look like or something like that. I was planning on just getting one. You know, I doubt I would ever have reason to use it again. But who knows? Well, go for it. Go for it. I mean, I don't think they're going to arrest you. No, you're good. You're yeah. not doing anything oh, super what? illegal, I don't think. Like, I mean, you're doing something illegal, but it's like you're trying to get a cat from, like, a shelter. It's, it's if They do like, treat you like you're trying to do something illegal, though. I mean, they call people, and they it's what? annoying. Yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll call your, like, apartment or wherever yep. you live at to check. But oh, really? some, sometimes, but with cats, though, I know you can all, I feel like you can always find people giving cats away and stuff. There's yeah. tons in my neighborhood. You can just grab, grab them right up. <laughs> and like, but yeah, but if you were trying to go to a shelter like, or from the, yeah, the shelter, then it would probably be better to try, just get a fake. You might as well. I don't think it would hurt anything. Yeah, give it a shot. <laughs> and it also says this yeah. is $90, I think. 90 to to $100, which is, that's a lot, but if you want to, if you want a fake, you gotta go for it. You gotta get the... You gotta go to the king. Yeah, the king. The king of fakes. I think my friend got his from uh, ID God. Oh, no. That sounds like a good clash. The ID people rule. We need to have... We need to... Yeah, I need to go down this rabbit hole for guests. We're going to check into this. Maybe we can sell fake IDs. Yeah, that's a great sponsorship. Maybe maybe that's your hobby. Yeah, we'll do a sponsorship. Put your promo code at king of IDs. We can get them to print up a Street Fight Sovereign Citizen identification, too. Okay. Okay. Now you're talking. That's yeah. I'm looking. I, I'm I'm looking at these. This is really interesting. I don't. I don't like. Uh, I've never had one. The, you know what the people did when I was growing up was uh, they got their older brother or older sister's idea. That's, That's what my I did. sister had. My sister or my sister. My wife had her ID from her older sister, which kind of looks basically like her. You know that was that was the best option. But uh, I just I have no idea. Like I I I've never had to get a fake ID. I should have. Really, I I don't know why I thought that would be something that like you'd totally have done. I don't know why. Yeah, I only did it for drinking, and so it was just using my friends. And pre-internet days, they were way harder to find. You needed like an actual hookup. You know, you needed like a, mm-hmm. somebody that a, a maker seek some weird guy out probably in some weird like cabin or some shit <laughs> like I can't figure out what I'm trying to say but I would be afraid to find the fake ID people back then they were probably my friends actually. yeah it's just a printer but I think it's I think it's just that episode of Weeks and Geeks I don't know if you ever saw that I did I I, 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 I figure like I didn't know anybody smart when I was growing up. That's why fake IDs probably didn't work. Like, none of my friends were smart. Like, we would have rather just walked in and grabbed the beer and ran out of the store. 
you know, than, than to get the. We were trying to figure out all kinds of different other ways to get it other than having You never an ID. thought, like, just get a fake ID. No, right. that never even came up as a thing because it was like, <laughs> where would we get one of those? Why don't yeah. we just run? Like, we even had, like, a plan at one point was, like, what if we just ran into the store, we grabbed a 12-pack, if they ask for ID, we, our ID, we just drop the money on the counter and run out. Yeah. And, like, they wouldn't <laughs> probably want to bust us for stealing, you know? It's, yeah. When we used to just get people to buy it for us. Yeah, that's how I just stand outside on a Friday or Saturday night and look for someone cool. Can somebody buy you a cat? <laughs> yeah, I guess I just like, can't think of like a ton of people. I guess. Okay. I don't okay. Know. Well, you got some stuff to think about now. So for if sure. you go Keep that route, posted. please let us know. Keep us posted on that too. I'm very curious about this now. Yeah, will do. Oh, uh, and for your hobby, uh, do you have a, a garage space of any sort? Just a basement. Like, is it um, concrete floor? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you could try a Penley base. I don't know if you know what that is. I don't. What is it? Penley thing? I don't. I don't uh, know what that is. So a lathe is like a woodworking material, or uh, like piece of machinery thing I guess um and like so you drill um a hole in like a block of wood not like a 2 by 4 but you know something like small um and then you put it on like a rod you put it on the lathe and it spins super 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 fast um and then you can put like metal tips to it to like chop not chop shave like, the wood off you know, and shave, shave it off. yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's pretty cheap. I bought one like when I was like eighth grade or something like that for like a hundred bucks, and like you know it was actual machinery. And you can make pens um, with it. It's saying it's saying here you yeah. can make pens with it. And you can get stains, and you can uh, huff the the stains when in the basement. That's true too. <laughs> I'll look into this. This looks kind of cool. I'm I, I'm in. I want to work with wood. That would be different for me. Yeah, I I remember doing that, and it was a lot of fun. Um. You know, it's a little bit pricey to start off, but, you know, it's kind of like once you have this stuff, you're you're pretty much set. Hell yeah. I'm going to make some um, pens. This sounds cool. Yeah. And maybe some knives, too. You could probably make some cool <laughs> knives True. with that thing. Well, sure. keep For us sure. posted on your well, ID, Elizabeth. Will do. I'll let you guys uh, get going. So, Thank have a good you. night. You Peace too. out. Fake ID. We neither one of us have a fake ID knowledge. That's kind of sad, right? Like we probably just let Elizabeth down. I don't know what I'm supposed to say. I mean, I wouldn't get a fake ID for that purpose. Well, no. Yeah. You don't need like, a fake. ID. I mean, there's f- cats everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. You could just steal one from somebody's house. If you really yeah. The, the one. I yeah. Mean, like I said, there's like a hundred in my neighborhood. They piss on all of my vegetables. Yeah. Yeah. That, well, that's because they don't like you because of all the stuff I say about uh, gumball. True. They think that you're me. We need to let Gumball out to start fucking regulating the backyard a little bit. Trying to Gumball to fight. Yeah. Handle that stuff. All right. Let's see here. Who is on the line next? Thank you for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Uh, it's Mason. Nathan? I'm Mason. Oh, Ma- Mason with an M. Oh, Mason. Got it. My, uh, my hometown in Dallas right now, but I grew up... I'm, Living in, or have been living in LA for three years, and hope to be back by the fall and see y'all live. Oh, nice! So, 
And right now, though it's late, I um, well, and why I came back here is because I was high for pretty much 11 months straight, <laughs> and um, was able to hold down a job and two thirds of my uh, school semester, but needed, yeah, need to come up with a, uh, a better way of handling my anxiety. Um, and actually, by the, uh, I wanted to ask you guys some question about um, your 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 kratom. Uh, assortment what would be I guess I'll pick I think I'm gonna buy the um, the uh, that, that variety pack I heard you guys talk about but uh, first let me get to the uh, I'm right where I'm calling I'm, I'm riding the well, though it's late I'm still riding a, a kind of high that I get from organizing because I checked out the local DSA chapter here oh nice and uh, yeah and they're doing a lot of exciting work and I'm to get involved while I'm in town in the summer and I hope to meet I lost a lot of my high school connections uh, and so I'm hoping to make new friends so street fighters in DFW we've got there's a immigration justice meeting Tuesday at 7 uh, and there's a labor committee meeting uh, this this weekend and I hope to uh, yeah, if Street Fighters, I want to meet y'all. And even if DSA isn't your thing, maybe on the Facebook group we can put some DFW Street Fight thing together. I want to, yeah, I want to make friends. Yeah, cool. Make a post. Yeah, there's a couple. There is a there is a couple uh, groups, regional groups that have broken off and set up like meetups and stuff. So it's definitely happening out there. So uh, I would recommend it. Uh, as far as the kratom stuff goes, uh, I think that most of it has some sort of anxiety relief in like smaller doses but um it it the it really just feels like personal choice to me i can't everybody tells me about how like one of them is really amazing and helps them do all these things and it's all of it so i don't really know which one would be better what do you think brian uh, i don't usually tell people to do kratom for anxiety because it is tends to be a touch speedier i mean i guess some people out there that are listening or are in that use it for that but when i get real anxious i i do cbd like it just it calm it calms me down a little bit more if i was going to do kratom for anxiety i would probably shoot for the reds right sure because they're supposed to bring you down a little bit and and see if the red red strains help you out a little bit but but like the white stuff will speed you up and i and in general whenever i'm having really bad anxiety i don't want to be sped up you know but that's how a lot of anxiety medication works though is it's most of its speed and uh i know that well, i think for me that it does help in that regards where like i just am more focused and i'm not really concerned about what's going on like i don't have any like nagging thoughts in the back of my head i'm just way more focused and that's what even like Zupsel said. That's when he said started taking it that he just had a lot of like generalized like feeling weird anxiety that uh, Kratom kind of just dialed it in a little bit. Yeah, that's probably true. I, I I didn't think about how it turns it into speed. I mean, try the red ones. I think I, I if if I was to recommend one, they they're they're easier to take. They don't taste as bad. And uh, like I said, they're they're I, the people that use them have said that that's the one that they take for anxiety all right thanks so much for all that advice and um and i'll uh, i'll save this for another week for me to call in but uh that job i was telling you 
that I held down was was a small business tyrant that I was actually salting for a union for. So. Oh yeah, that's fucking awesome. Please call back with that story. Yeah, did it work out in the end? Can you tell us if it worked out in the end? We should just should we just no? Uh, that's not unfortunately. I, well, I I I left before. Ah, uh, uh, yeah, we got packed phones tonight, or I would just have you tell the story. But we have like the phones are so packed right now yeah, that we want to get to people. But, but yeah, and, and are you on Twitter at all? If anybody wants to reach out. Oh, for sure. Uh, at left. Croy. Like Lacroix, like but left. <laughs> Very smart. Very shit. smart. Peace. Um, all right. Yeah. And DFW, get get out there. One of my favorite places. I was looking, man. We can get to Austin for super cheap. I know. I know. It's not I far from saying, Dallas. It's not far from Houston. I keep I keep seeing we can get to Austin for like 59 bucks. I know. And I was like, man, maybe we could just do that show by the end of this We show. have a bomb house we could stay at, too, with yeah. a nice bed. Yeah, and a vaporizer. Where I get to sleep alone in a bed? Yeah. Okay, I'm in. Let's go to Austin. Okay. Austin, I'm in. We're making lots of promises. I'm feeling real manic right now. Well, no, I'm telling you that I will go (laughs) since there's a bed that I don't have to pay for. Sure, sure, sure. All right, let's see who is. And I can go in the room all by myself and have silence? Yep. All right, I'm in. Do you have any fans there? That would be an issue. Yeah, it's the Texas, dude. They got the best fans and the best air that you can get. (laughs) That's where they sink all their money. Okay, we're doing it. We're going to try. I don't know. All right, thanks for calling Street Fight Radio. Who are we talking to? Hey, yo, this is Tice. I called, called, uh, I don't know, four months ago probably. What's up? How's it going? Going great. Yeah, I have, I guess, some... uh, some uh, uh, Bitcoin millionaire stories. Ooh, are you one? No, oh, no, no, no. Damn it. Okay. But I've 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 known a few. Um, so uh, I guess I guess I'll just go right into it. Um, yeah. So uh, my freshman year of high school or whatnot, um, I was in, on the robotics team, and uh, there was this guy. Um, actually, I'm not going to say name. Well, I'll say names of one of the guys, but I won't say the name of the other. Um, there was this guy, and you know, um, he was pretty cool or whatnot. Um, and then I found out later he was like, you know, um, when he turned uh, 15 and he was like 18 at this point, uh, he had started like a, a little mining operation for Bitcoin. Right. And uh, he he had gotten equipment and stuff. And, um, he, uh, he, his, his business model was that, um, he would mine bitcoins and then, uh, sell stock and then people could buy part of his stock in the company and then get some of the bitcoins, which was a pretty smart business model, but uh, like it wasn't, you know, hard work or anything. And your Um, boss is a team, which is kind of something, right? Was he a teen when was he was that? a boss? Was he a teenager when he was people's boss? He was his own boss. Okay. Oh, he, yeah, he was basically a sole proprietor. Um, I, at least I don't think he hired anybody. Teen boss. Um, that's a great idea. <laughs> was he cool? Can I ask if he was a cool dude? Hell yeah, man. He was yeah, making money on the motherfucking internet. Except then, uh, turns out he's an handicap. Um, <laughs> well, I mean... <laughs> that look, happens. You make a million dollars when you're a teenager... I don't know if there's any other way for you to end up. (laughs) (laughs) 
Like I, I think if I had made a couple million dollars when I was fifteen, I'd be king and cap. I'd be that one dude. Uh, for I'd be on Liberty Hangout with yeah. like my hat brim flat to the side, like voluntarism, boy. I'd be, I'd be one of those rappers, one of those and cap rappers. Yeah, yellow black, yellow black. Oh. Yeah. But yeah, um, and uh, he did eventually. I think uh, right after um, high school, um, well, he quit. He quit going to. Um, I think he was going to uh, University of Montana in, in Missoula. Um, but uh, he quit going, and it was partially because I think he did. I'm almost certain he became a millionaire. Yeah, um, dude, I cr- but, I but would quit. Oh, no. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, too greedy. I think that's hard. I think it's hard also not to commit fraud. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. There's, like, this whole, like, if you look on, like, the Bitcoin forums or whatever, there's, there's this whole thing where he's, like, defrauding people or something, some shit like that, which is, uh, <laughs> and he said, oh, that's all bullshit, but uh, mm, I, I can't really discount it. Um, no, I mean, if you're doing fraud, you have to say it's bullshit. You yeah, know? you don't you own up to it. You you never yeah, never yeah, admit that you're doing the fraud. That so what yeah. was he doing to defraud him? Was he just being like, well, what was he do, doing to defraud him? I it just I I can't remember what it really was, but it was something where he just w- wasn't like following the contract that he had done at all or something. I don't know, but but uh, he inspired. Um, Eric Finman, who uh, is this like you know Bitcoin millionaire right now, who uh, you know he's been on, t- he was like on the front cover of Time Magazine at one point or something, and uh, he used to be one of my best friends um, when I went to uh, in high school. But why did uh, you should yeah, why you run into Bitcoin millionaire circles? You should you should try to bum some money off of them. Like that would be the move. Like you should defraud them. I think. Yeah. Have you ever tried well, to, the, like... the problem is... Go ahead. Have you ever tried to be like, oh, man, I have this really good idea for a business? Because <laughs> that's... I, I think if I knew millionaires, I would constantly be sitting around telling them that I have a new idea for a business <laughs> and just hope they're <laughs> like, oh, that sounds like a good idea. Here's some startup money. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, actually, at one point, uh, that the one guy... Um, that I knew. Um, I haven't talked to him for years um, because I think he's basically just constantly going skiing and shit. Um, but uh, he allegedly left one Bitcoin in my uh, yearbook somehow. Like, he uh, he wrote some sort of code that would probably be a private key or something. I don't know that shit very nice. well. But, uh, but I have yet to figure out exactly what it would be. I'll get be, some help, yeah. I would be doing, like, national treasure like, yeah, type just, shit. That's all I would spend my time doing is figuring out where to get that Bitcoin. Crack that code, man. <laughs> that would become my full-time job at that point. Aren't yeah. those things worth, like, 20 grand a piece? At one point. What are they worth now? They're probably more like 7000 Let me see. Well, $7,000 is yeah, something. Yeah, that would be nice. I mean, yeah, anybody yeah. could do Let me see what Bitcoin's worth. But, I mean, Six, it does... Seven. B-I-T, what is Bitcoin worth? Yeah, the people that got into that stuff uh, early, I think are smart. I know we like to make fun of them, 
you know, I know we like to make fun of them for being like into Bitcoin or whatever, but I mean, a lot of them left. Like a lot of them, I don't know if a lot of them got out. There were six thousand seven hundred seven dollars. Yeah, but it's just one of those things that's like. Uh, well, I don't think they seem that stupid. A lot of them made a ton of money. <laughs> I was very into it. I mean, I I actually when Street Fight about 2011, I think there was this there was this tipping platform where they would let you send Bitcoin to anybody on like any website. And somebody that we had given like tw- I gave him like 75 cents to buy like a black and mild as like some joke tip on Twitter and they traded it in for like $90 like just 2 <laughs> years ago. So uh yeah. I mean, well, it was a great social. I mean, it's a good experiment. Business. It was a good. I think it's a good. It was a good idea and a good experiment. And but now, when you read about the power consumption of all of it, it's like it's kind of like the Jurassic Park dinosaurs. We just got to shut it down. Like it's not worth it yeah. to be burning up all these natural resources to make Star Trek money. Yeah, um, but uh, it, it, the Eric Fenman, um, that whole like you know, he says all this you know dumb capitalist bullshit that. Um, uh, well, it's funny because he claims that he's like, he grew up in a, you know, a rural town in Idaho or whatnot, and he was poor or whatever when he was young. His oh, yeah. mom is a millionaire. Oh. His mom's a millionaire. Yeah, I was going to say. She, like, con- she contracts for like the DOD or something like that. Yeah, I was gonna, uh, well, when you said he had a mining ring at that age, I mean, the only other person that I knew had, had one back then was a guy that made like six figures a year doing you know, IT work. Like it wasn't, I, I couldn't imagine a kid having that, well, that was, or picking that up from that the flea my, market. That was the uh, other dude. This dude oh. was just basically buying Bitcoin. Eric Salmon oh, was just wow. buying Bitcoin. Oh, damn. He got 10, it, it, it's, it's weird because depending on what site you see, like he told me he got 10K from his grandmother. Um, and, you know, he's already, he was already a millionaire. He admitted it to, me multiple times in uh in my uh biology class and stuff and uh, huh. um i've even been to his house um wow um, well yeah i mean and, that certainly makes it easy i, I mean if i had if, yeah. I, if i had that much money i would probably have a lot more right now too yeah <laughs> just, he was he like came to me in class one time and he was like oh yeah i really want to start a business or whatever with the money that I've made now, because he, he got to close up to probably a hundred thousand because of how quickly Bitcoin shot up. Um, and he's like, Oh, I want to start this, you know, online, um, online, like tutoring thing. I'm like, uh, and he told me about the whole thing. I'm like, wait, that, that already exists. And he's like, no, it doesn't. You're just a naysayer. <laughs> and, um, an online then, tutoring uh, website. Yeah. yeah, it was called Botangle. Okay, um, which was what his blog was called. So he decided to name it after his blog. Um, Man, which is Man. hilarious. You can really just shoot for the stars. That's that's the thing. Also, like a lot of those tech guys or those uh, those Bitcoin millionaire guys all have like all the same ideas. So they'll just be like. What if I came up with like a service where you could go on your phone on an app and order a car to pick you up and take you where you need to go and drop you off and then you can toss them a tip and I called it driver and you're like that's what Lyft and Uber are and they'll be like yo you just no always 
not on my side. It's always just yeah. a big naysayer. I think you're on to something. This is probably why there's so many bird scooters and lime scooters <laughs> they, littering they, our streets now. They all get the same idea at the same time, and then they they, <laughs> they get they get roped into buying like a thousand dollar scooter from some some website, and then they're like, everybody should have these. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's great. We are getting um, bird scooters here. I saw. They're already trying to hire people to charge them up. <laughs> I, already, I already signed up for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you will get I the mean, report on the bird charger lifestyle from Jake here. I mean, it's really just that uh, they think that, you know, innovation comes from, uh, you know, comes from, you know, the, the capitalist or whatever, which is at least somewhat true they're the ones who fund it, but it's usually the public sector, you know, or, or uh, you know, universities that actually do the real innovation. They do the real research or anything. So oh, yeah. these kind of, you well, know, you know uh, enlightened, you know, um, crypto, uh, what's it called, uh, crypto reactionaries who come up with uh, this dumb shit. Well, and they also, like, just because you... Like, there's this thing in America, I think, where, like, a lot of people think that the people with the most money just had the best ideas. Yeah, like, they have really good, smart brains. <laughs> yeah, and they they don't have really good, smart brains. I mean, some of them are smart, like, but then you'll see a guy like Elon Musk who's, like, firing cars into space, and you're like, I mean, why? Why are you doing that? Or that wants to make an underground, like hyperdrive warp system with government money and you're like we don't even know if that'll fucking work man you know like they, he, yeah. this guy's been talking about this hyperloop since uh, probably as long as I can remember now <laughs> <laughs> like I can't remember a time where Elon Musk wasn't talking about the hyperloop yeah well, um, and then uh, it, it was funny because once he started getting the um uh, once Finman started getting um, the touring stuff actually started up because he decided to go through with it. Um, he's one of the worst programmers I've ever met. He claims he's a programmer, but uh, I, I basically everything he knew, I, I mean, kind of taught him. I didn't really teach him. I wasn't a very good programmer at that time either. His freshman year of high school, but he was just he didn't actually care about it. He just wanted to think he was cool or whatever. So he asked me if I could like make a basically design his whole tour, his whole like you know infrastructure for his touring um his touring uh, website or whatnot and um i was like i don't really know how i would do that um and i said no which probably in hindsight wasn't actually a very good idea but uh and then he just hired uh, a bunch of uh indians on uh on elance and then was like, oh yeah, I'm such a genius programmer, and he called himself the real-life Tony Stark and shit like that. Oh, um, he's comparing himself to fictional characters. I like it. <laughs> Not one yeah. of the other successful people out there. I'm like Tony Stark. I'm like the new Tony Stark out here. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, Me- and then, you know, he's, he's, he started, you know, kind of being an ass to me or whatnot, and it was... Uh, and actually, what was really funny is one time uh, I went to his house because for AP Bio, we had to uh, go picking for leaves and do identification for that, um, which was terrible. Yeah, it sounds um, like it. Yeah, we have a lot of calls tonight, so um, it, 
thanks for calling in with all the Bitcoin crazy shit, but we got to wrap it up. Okay. Um, I feel like there's one other tiny thing I was going to say. Oh, yeah. Basically, it, I found out later that he's basically sexually uh, harassed oh. multiple people I know. No, yeah, well, that sounds like the, that sounds the cherry like computer on top. people. Yeah, that is awful. Yeah. Well, so, right, thank, thanks, thanks for, for yeah, confirming our bias against those people. <laughs> we love to have our biases confirmed, <laughs> yeah, this, Brett. You took the uh, you took the head off the straw man and revealed who it was. Well, we like that though. We do like to be uh, we do like to learn that we're right about everything. That's true. I like to be told I'm right. One of my favorite things. All right, let's see who's on the phone here next. Uh, thank you for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Hey, this is uh, this is Ian uh, Indianapolis. How's what, it going? What's up, Ian? Not much, just hanging out. Um, Glad to hear. I got a uh, I got a, a workplace getting my dick sawed off story. If you want to hear it, we love those. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, so like I work at a vape shop, right? Sweet. Um, <laughs> um a lot of a lot of weird, insane people kind of just come in. Can I ask um, you, before and, you get into your story real quick, I just have a question. Yeah. What percentage of your customers are libertarians, do you think? Oh, dude, fucking, like, 90%. Like, <laughs> like, what percentage of them bring it up while they're in there with you? Like, half, at least. Like, <laughs> Just love being a place that like, celebrates freedom, no restrictions <laughs> yeah, on what man. you can put in your lungs. You know why I asked that? Let me tell you why I asked that. There's a vape store by my house that actually has a sign on the door that says, please bring your concealed weapons in here. We love them. And I'm like, what is the vape <laughs> store doing here? <laughs> I, like, before I started working there, I knew zero people that open carried or had guns on them all the time. Literally, I know at least I can think of like six people right now off the top of my head that I know. Yeah, just like are always packing heat. If you own a vape shop in Columbus and you like what would like to let me do a shift, I would love to come in and do a shift at a vape shop. I'm absolutely just the people that have to go in there. It just has to be just all day. The free market will provide that, you know? Uh, isn't, yeah. isn't it horse crap that we have to do, uh, isn't it horse crap that we have to pay taxes on this? I mean, like, what the heck? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, so, <laughs> fucking taxes on base stuff, like, fucking, like, dog, like... It's like food. Is, it's, it's, a, it's a consumable. Yeah, bro, I need it. <laughs> bro, I've, I've had people, like, there's this one dude, he's like a regular, he'll come in and he'll, like, he was talking about how he's never cheated on his wife, and like he said, like he prefaced it with like, "I swear on my vape and my gun that I've never cheated on my wife." Wow, <laughs> I love this. That's the funniest thing to like just swear on. Just that it's like, let me, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something, stranger behind the counter at this store that's just trying to sell me uh, cinnamon roll flavored e-juice. No, you pull a, you pull a, pull a Crown Royal bag out. You, you get your rig out of it. You lay it on the table and you swear on that thing right there that you never cheated on. You say, you, say, you can have this. 
If you, if you, if you can prove it, <laughs> I'll give you my best vape rig. I'll give you my best vape rig. The one with the mother of pearl inlay. If I did, if I worked oh, there yeah. and that guy came in and said, I swear I've never cheated on my wife, I'd get a picture of him and then put it in a frame and be like, never cheated on his wife. Very proud. He's a proud man. He has never cheated, and he swore on both his gun and his vape. That's what he wore. That I mean, that's so perfect, too, for a libertarian to be like, I swear on the two most holy things in my life, my gun and my vaporizer. You should have been like, what about your gaming rig? Do you swear on your gaming rig? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's sick gaming. Oh, there's this one dude who, like, he, like, he bought, like, a, a mod specifically that he could, like, hack it. And then, like, hook it up to his, like, custom-built gaming PC. And like, it didn't have any batteries or anything in it. So he could just, like, constantly vape a, like, <laughs> like 600 watts, like, no problem constantly. It was just fucking... It's maniacs 24-7. Like, yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> that sounds... People yeah. that mod shit or watch... Like, my brother, Jason, who does our... Uh, who's our producer on the basement shows. That dude... Like won't buy anything that you can't mod forty seven different ways, and we're always like every time he brings it up, every time he brings up. First of all, every time he brings up technology that we need, he badmouths ourselves, our iPhones. <laughs> He's like, yeah. and we had an iPad down there for a little bit, and he was like, "Well, I, you know, I don't, I don't know what anything about Apple, but." You can't do shit with them. You can't. And I'm like, I do everything with an iPhone. It works great for me. I text and I go on Twitter and it's great. And like, it's the same thing. Like, what could you possibly fucking need a vape pen, a vape rig to do? Like what? Unless you're like having it shoot out of like right into your face as you're like, it would be if they just sat and like had, to, had it shoot out at their face in front of the computer, like one of those steam like a fog things, machines. I yeah. I like, the smell yeah. Of I like the smell of that grape stuff so much. There were some people vaping the grape, uh, vape juice last night at the drive-in and I was both my kid and I were like, that stuff smells kind of good. They're kind of putting an air freshener vibe yeah. in the air. It just is, it smells really good. This is like it's real. It's a real chill fucking place to just like sit and like hang out and make cool smells and shit. Like, <laughs> so just, what? What? Just you, hope there's no fucking. Do you have a signature blend? Yeah. What's your kind? Oh, uh, okay. There's one. This one that's like it's it's a pineapple sprite with like a little hint of menthol in it. Um, it's like fucking like it's delicious. It's wow. Like, pineapple sprite with a menthol. Touch a menthol. That is wild. So, uh, is your bo- is it your boss that's a problem? Let me guess, because these are small businesses um, and they're run by maybe the worst people. <laughs> yeah, no, like the vape the vape industry is pretty bad. As yeah, um, it's sort of my boss. It's like it's like my it's my new boss who recently got promoted to like assistant main boss or whatever. No, um, uh, yeah, so like. Basically, like, I, uh, Cliff notes, like, I started working this place a few months ago. Um, right after I started working there, like, my boss, like, quit kind of out of nowhere. And so they moved in a new dude. Um, <laughs> this dude, this, he's like 19 years old. He's Asian. He's open carry and concealed carry at all times. And he's also always wearing a Blue Lives Matter sweatshirt. Why? Why the? Why all the carrying? See, people get mad at us because they think we're pro gun control. I just don't think you need open and concealed carry at the same time. Like, I don't think you need to be like, you know, 
armed like a cowboy. Like, I don't think there's any but, need, <laughs> but they need to <laughs> Yeah, what, how are you going to swear that you never cheated on your wife, though? Yeah, you need it with exactly. you. Exactly. I want to make that guy a shirt that says, I never cheated on my wife before. Can I ask another one? So how do you deal with, with the work environment? Did they talk to you about, like, protest, football protests and shit? They don't, um, okay, well, I'm a black person, so, like, they don't really talk to me specifically about that sort of shit. Uh, this, this Asian dude or this customers in general? Anybody. I just want to know how you fit in the environment and you listen to this fucking radio show. I know, I know, I know that's <laughs> You're talking about a guy that open carries twice. And also, I mean, everything, it seems like you're in the middle of, like, a tornado of weirdness to me, because you seem pretty normal to me. Yeah, no, it's, it's, there, okay, like, it, basically, I'm the only sane person in this whole, like, you're the glue. Like, environment, and, yeah, and, like, so, like, I, I don't know, I was, it's mostly fine, like, I'd say, like, mm, I was kind of exaggerating, it's probably, like, 70% libertarians, and, like, 30%, like, just, like, regular people, or whatever, sure, sure. and, like, Mostly, I just like look for like the regular people. I'm like, hey, yeah, they dudes are fucking weird. I'm here. No, I'm not right. a psycho. I promise. But you don't have like, nobody like broaches any weird po- political topics. Um, the same dude that swore in his gun and his vape. Um, he was he was like, you know, the one thing I'll say about Trump is that you know he's taking care of business over in the Middle East. <laughs> <laughs> like I most, to say that. most <laughs> every can I say this? <laughs> Every time somebody says yeah. the one thing I'll say about Trump, it's always bad. It's never like the yeah, one thing I'll say horrible. about Trump. Trump is that he's a piece of trash. It's always like he's doing <laughs> something stupid. Yeah, like it's always like it's always like oh yeah, he really knows how to deal with fucking North Korea. It's like no, he like this was whatever. But most people just most people just don't give a fuck. Honestly, most people are just like they have a libertarian vibe. But they mostly just want to, like, fucking vape and then leave. Like, it's not that big yeah, a deal. Yeah, they just want to try and get um, out of there. Because, uh, yeah. So fucking, what, if you think vape... What's your new boss like? Okay, so, like, he's kind of got, like, a time to lean, time to clean kind of vibe, right? Why um, in a vape? You don't need to do that in a vape store. <laughs> you can lean all you want in a vape store. What's going to happen if you lean? You, well, how much cleaning could possibly be done in a vape store? Yeah, it's like a cigar shop, right? It should be leisurely. Why, better than a cigar yeah. shop. Vapes don't smell. Like, you That's can't, true. You can, I what are you doing? Like, mopping? Cleaning the windows? Uh, dusting? And done. That can you can only do that once like a week or whatever in a vape store. What's happening there that you have to clean? What's he making you do? He's like, um we got like a back room and he's like we got this back room full of like empty boxes and shit of like like vapes and stuff. He's like, Hey, you need to organize this like by like next week or whatever. That's like, not okay, your whatever. job. Like, tr- That's not your <laughs> job. The person working at the counter should not have to organize the business and here's why because they have a way they want things done that is the job of the business owner you don't hire somebody to like you don't hire somebody and pay them to work at a counter and be like now please organize my warehouse now you're a designer yeah Yeah, exactly like it's like and like i'll have it shit like the way that i kind of like way i like it way it makes sense and stuff and then like I was like sick on Monday, last Monday, and 
like, so, like, this dude worked, like, the whole day, and, like, he just, like, just changed up the whole fucking stuff. He just put stuff in, like, random places and just, like, completely just disarrayed the whole fucking thing, and then just, like, didn't say anything, and, like, he's just kind of really annoying the shit out of me. But, like, that's not even the main sound of my dick-off thing. Like, this dude, he just kind of, like, kind of lean, kind of clean, and he's also, like, goes, like, way back with this, like, Blue Lives Matter Asian dude, right? And so, like, we still don't have a new, like, manager for my store yet, like, because the whole, like, my boss, my old boss quit, like, a few months ago, and, like, everything just kind of been, like, I just kind of took off the slack, and then this other dude just, like, he's here. Um, but this fucking new boss, like, wants to put this Blue Lives Matter Asian dude in charge of, like, this shop, and, like, it, uh, I'm so fucking, honestly, if he does, like, I might just quit this job and tell him to go suck my dick. Cause, I, I like mean, Blue Lives Matter seems like possibly the worst kind of boss. Like, like Blue Lives Matter boss oh, yeah. is not, yeah, that's, like, that's that guy that grabbed you. Yeah, that's a Blue Lives Matter boss. Yeah. He also that Blue Lives Matter yeah. boss that grabbed me. He had a very early whip style vape that hooked up to his USB mm. port, and he sat mm. all day just puffing on that thing yeah. like the caterpillar from Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> the mean caterpillar. Yeah, from Alice in Wonderland. he was like the caterpillar, but he was extra mean and yeah. racist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but, okay, but like, here's the fucking twist on this blue ass my Asian dude, right? Okay, so like, um, he's like, so he also like smokes and sells weed. Damn, that we took him like two days ago. <laughs> Whoa! Did, do you ask him like, what if the police come yeah, and what? get you? Like, how are you gonna respect I, them <laughs> when they bust you for I, this? <laughs> yeah. I asked him, and he like doesn't have an answer. Like, I think he's just like too dumb to like put those thoughts together i don't fucking wow i mean you gotta be fuck the police if you're dealing drugs i agree i agree like there's no like world where like you maybe it here's the thing (laughs) wow here's the thing some people maybe he knows a cop do you know if he knows any cops Or, or was he the nerdy kid that like had there was this dude that grew up in my neighborhood named kevin and he would uh he, Kevin would like had like one of those walkie talkies, those police scanners, and he would just okay. every time something went off, he would ride on his dorky ten speed and just go watch them <sighs> do whatever <sighs> they were doing. It didn't matter if he was busting <sighs> some kids for like vandalizing or if it was like a heart attack or was anything. He would be chasing them down to find out what was <sighs> going on. Now I imagine Kevin is a Blue Lives Matter guy, but like <laughs> he never got he stopped hanging out with me when. I started going south in the behavioral department. Sure. <laughs> but like, once, he, once he rode his bike over to your house and was like, oh my goodness, Brian's a criminal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, so there's like these blue lives, there's blue lives matter people that I don't think are super blue lives matter. Like this guy could just be one of those guys that's like, oh, I respect the police like everybody does. Or a person yeah. that just wishes and wishes and wishes they could be a cop. But they just can't for whatever reason, or don't don't want to go to the school. Is that drug life's calling them? Yeah, or yeah, there's people that, there's people that just know <laughs> cops, and they're like, yeah, blue lives matter. It was like my friend Ricky. I don't want him to die. You know, <laughs> like what do you think? He, like, do you does he know anybody? Like, okay, what I've gotten from his life story so far, like, is that maybe he knows some cops. Like, he's really into cars. He he just bought a Dodge Charger. Ugh. Sweet. Fucking um, <laughs> a new one, <laughs> and like yeah, like a new one. It's got wow. like ten thousand miles on it. No, damn, the old ones is the ones you gotta buy. Okay, 
car dudes do like the cops, but I've met a lot of car dudes that hate them because they won't let you drive real fast. That's true. Sammy Hagar hated them. Sammy Hagar had a huge problem with the cops. Well, no, I, I grew up with a guy that like loved cars, and he would buy like a new Nissan like every year or whatever, and he would put those lights under it and like soup up the motor and play loud music. That dude hated the cops. He was just so mad at the cops. Yeah, they he's shut like, down good times. I'm trying yeah. to go race. I'm trying to go do some Fast and the Furious racing, and the cops show up. So. Yeah, yeah I mean, you got to get a super car to like outrun the cops. Like, that makes sense. That's true. Need for speed. Yeah. Taught us all that. Exactly. <laughs> the movie with Aaron Paul in it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, um, I am confused by this. I'm still just thinking yeah. about this situation. Um, I, I, go ahead. My only guess is that, like, he, okay, from what, I know, it has something to do with the high school event, and apparently he was just, like, a really, like, he wasn't Blue Eyes Matter weird, hickey dude at all in high school, but he just, like, played a bunch of basketball and just, like, sucked at it and just, like, was kind of, like, a weird, like, wannabe hood rat kind of dude. Did and then, like, fun of over him, the did people make fun of yeah, him? Yeah, people make fun of him. There we go. That's we why. found it. He we wants to be able to tattle on them. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dodge Chargers are like the new Crown Vicks, though. They're really like the when you see the undercover cop cars, it's always Dodge Chargers now. They're true, like, makes yeah. sense. He's, That's this true. This dude wants. To, this dude's a Kevin, right? Like that dude Kevin. <laughs> That's exactly what he is. This dude just loves the police. He thinks it's so neat. Probably thinks it's neat because people picked on him in school, and if he was a police, he could shoot him. <laughs> he could get away with it. Like, oh, yeah, blue eyes do matter. I love those things. Did I tell that story about the 4th of July kid that I saw on the air? No. Uh, when we were at the 4th of July uh, walking to the fireworks, I saw this kid and his dad, and his dad was just holding him on the shoulder, and he was like, well, he's talking to a cop, and he goes, he just uh, wanted to come up and say hi. <laughs> and then the kid's like, hey. And he's like, He's been wearing his helmet on his bicycle. And then the cop's like, that's great, son. <laughs> it was just was so, felt so forced. <laughs> How old was the kid? The what? kid was probably 10. Oh, God. This yeah. kid's fucked for the rest yeah, of their life. It's over. That messed that kid up. That it kid's did. messed up now. That action. <laughs> eh, well, you know, he, he he loves you police officers, and he loves how you make him wear that helmet that makes his head all hot when he's riding his bike. Thinks it's really neat that there's somebody out there to make him put a helmet on. Yeah, he loves to be punished. <laughs> <laughs> God, you do my dad's voice. That yeah. was my dad's voice right there. It was right kind of your dad's voice. It was like a really squeaky voice. And I was just like, is this really happening right now? <laughs> the cop even, I could, but like, even the cop was kind of dead eyed, just like going through the motions. You, what, you wouldn't could, be? Yeah, I know. I know. You know? <laughs> but I pay attention. I do pay attention to that now. And there are a lot of people these days that go up and are like, kind of get a little bit of cop shine. Yeah, yeah. Well, cops love that shit, too. Oh, of I course. Mean, they eat it up. Will, troops will be like, when I go out in my uniform, people will thank me for my service, and I'm real uncomfortable with it. And I'm like, I don't know about that. You probably love that. I love to be thanked for my service, and I don't even provide a service. <laughs> That's true. I just do a radio show. <laughs> like, I've had, I've had people walk up to me and be like, you know, you do so much for my mental health. And I'm like, well, that's really great. Yep. <laughs> Thank you. So I like that feeling. Those, those, like, look, he's a, your, your boss is going to be a cop soon. You say he's 19? Yeah. He's, well, he just turned 20, actually. So he's waiting 
three or four years. He's going to sell weed to get himself into the academy. <laughs> and then one day you're going to call him for weed and you'd be like, oh, that's fucked up. You know I'm a cop now. <laughs> <laughs> you should ruin his background. You should. Well, no, you, I guess you get. That's so weird. I, I, I mean, a Blue Lives Matter shirt. I've been saying this to Brett, too. If those, if those flags, the Blue Lives Matter flags, weren't, like, so detestable to me, I would kind of put one on my car and speed. Because right. it seems like the new FOP sticker. It is the new FOP. <laughs> you pop that on there and you can get away with anything. They're like, oh, you think my life matters? That's great. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, like, just like wearing home team or whatever. Whatever, like, oh, yeah, I love the cops. Thanks yeah. for your service. Burr, burr, burr. Like, They're great. I mean, I love you guys. I love I love when you pull me over for going seven for going eighty down on on the other side of a hill. It's sweet. I love this. Let me uh, let me grab my registration. It's right under my military application right here. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go get a military application. And a blue lives like just like what we'll do is if we if we're driving and we see a cop start to pull out and follow us, you'll just throw a blue lives matter shirt on and be like, oh, wow, crazy. I mean, I'm already yeah. good at acting terrified because I am. Oh yeah, that gets us out of trouble. Terrified white dad will get you out of trouble a hundred percent of the time. True. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, thanks for calling in. I I again, if you're a listener out there and you can give me a shift at a vape store, I will come and do a shift at a vape store. I got to meet these people, man. Oh, they're 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 real fun. Um, yeah. <laughs> Let's do one more well, call. Thank you both for your service. Yeah, have thank a great you. one. You too. Thank you. We, Let's yeah. do one more call and take a break. Let's do that. How'd that sound to you? Seems perfect. I'm sweating a little bit. I'm sweating from all this radio I'm doing. All right. Let's see who's on the line next. Thank you for calling Street Fire Radio. Who are we talking to? What's up? It's your favorite uh, drug scientist. Andrew Lee's favorite drug scientist. This is cheap. I only know one drug scientist, so you're, you're, you are true. <laughs> it's true. You can either be my least or my favorite. It depends. How's it going tonight? <laughs> yeah, pretty good. I'm, uh, I'm looking at uh, tickets to come up to Columbus for the end of the month. and I'm just excited, so I figured I'd get in on the call. Ooh, yeah, that's going to be fun. Cool, yeah. We are going to, I mean, it depends on how long you're here, but if you get here to come to the call-in show, we'll probably do that that week too. So, you know, if you're coming special from somewhere else, we could probably do some cool stuff with you. That sounds dope as hell, actually. Um, yeah, just, just and, get uh, a hold of us. It's going to be a fun show. J- July 31st at Ace of Cups, the Grove City Erica going away party and extravaganza. Yeah, I think there's going to be karaoke there. I think there's going to be Brett and I doing a, about an hour of whatever we do on stage. Yeah, we're going to try to get um, some audiovisual elements so that we can include your going away messages. It's going to be a big chance. It's the last Columbus show probably for the year because we're too busy for y'all. No, uh-huh. <laughs> we're too big. We're too big and busy for Columbus now. <laughs> I'll, uh, I got to bring up some uh, some spearmint vape for uh, for everyone to taste on too. Yes, we love that stuff. It's legendary. The spearmint vape is my absolute favorite thing in the world. The the I I, I still have a little piece of one. I had lost it and found it, and I'm the happiest boy in the world. But. <laughs> To contribute to the uh, Street Fight vibes. Hell yeah, you do. Well, 
that's awesome. Thank, I, I mean, keep us posted. Uh, like you can get a hold of me on my DMs or something, oh. and we'll we'll like we'll uh, we'll figure out what's going on around that week, and uh, try to make it fun for you. Dude, um, I got a suggestion for your uh, for your hobby. Okay, not drugs. Okay, I do plenty of those. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually going to say, uh, if you wanted to get into growing weed, oh, I, uh, I swear on my vape and my gun. That it's a real involved hobby, and uh, you can definitely sink a lot of time and energy into that. Sounds like a good idea. My wife would absolutely murder me if I did that. <laughs> I would love to grow weed. <laughs> Look, growing weed would be my ideal hobby because, you know, I love weed, and I don't mind gardening. It sounds perfect, but I just I, I can't do it. It's illegal here. If they make it legal, I, that's going to be my hobby, definitely, growing weed, because I like to smoke weed for basically free. Isn't legal coming to Colorado? Uh, in Columbus, no, not. Sorry, it uh, is, Ohio. but it's medical, and you're not going to be allowed to grow it. So, oh, uh, true. That's just kind of what we we set up our appointments for nine eleven. We're getting our weed card on nine eleven this year. <laughs> <laughs> so it will turn it into a holiday. Like it's a good day too. <laughs> well, thanks for calling in, and we will definitely, uh, definitely keep in touch with us. If you're coming up here for the Grove City Erica show, you know we'll try to have a bar night or do something with people that are, are coming into town because that's that's really cool that people would come to town for this show. Yeah, and I uh, I did get a microgram scale finally for those research chemicals, so I'll give you reviews nice. soon. I <laughs> <laughs> All, right, All right, thanks for calling in. Peace. Break time in the city. All right, looks like we got six calls in there. I think we can. Yeah, I think we could probably get everybody in. So if you're on the line, it might be a little bit longer, but we're gonna go take a break for a few minutes. Uh, Hold on, I gotta get this cord together over here so that you can hear. Okay, Brian. This week, you ready to play some music? Oh, that's what's too loud. All Let's right. see what Brian's got. What do you got for us this week? You got to say them because I, I can't put them in the show notes anymore because they scan that shit on the internet and then they take it off SoundCloud. I got Insufficient Funds by Eddie Current Suppression Ring, Cuddle My Wrist by Future from Beast Mode 2, and Those Anarcho Punks Are Mysterious by in- Against Me from a- Reinventing Axel Rose. Damn.
Told me the fire is a car to the ship. Hold up my coat when I hop on the lip. Drippin' severe, the guard is here. Dicks in here, I got chartered here. I got that monkey on my back. I walk around 500 racks. I keep the city on my shoulders. Carry it around like a bag of stacks. I put a kid on a Benny Yaga. Down to Miami, the ass fat. Nigga wanna play with the murder squad. Fuck around, I had to call up scratch. Cut up my wrist. Cut up my bitch. Cut up my wrist. Cut up my bitch. Cut up my wrist. Cut up my wrist. Street Fighters, thanks for tuning into the show. Street Fight Night every single Sunday. <laughs> he just spilled all of that when that song came on. Uh, this is Street Fight Radio live calling in the studio, cleaning up spills. We clean up messes here. It's what we do. Um, we leave the studio better than how we found it. If we make a mess, we clean it up and take care of it. Uh, you can call into the show, 614-412-5252. I don't recommend you do that right now. Uh, we got a pretty full queue, and we're just going to take what we got here. So if you're in it right now, you're in. 
uh, everyone after call back next week it's the same number every single week i would recommend calling in around 10 30 or 11 if you want to get in there early uh, we are in the Free Press Studio in downtown Columbus, Ohio. We are a part of the Pacifica Radio Network. It's WCRS-FM. That's 92.7 or 98.3 here in Columbus, Ohio, uh, Arawak City, as we're trying to get the name changed to. Uh, my name is Brett Payne. My co-host is Brian Quinby, who is soaking wet, having a meltdown over this spilled water. That is, It sucks. I uh, hate it when that happens. So, let's get on the phones and see what these people are talking about. Thank you for calling Street Fight Radio. Who are we talking to? Hey, I think it's me. Uh, this is Kendall. I'm calling from the Occupy Ice LA camp. Cool. Oh, cool. You could have let us know. We would have let you jump the line. Yeah, you get to jump the line you got if time you're at to Occupy Ice. Well, thing. shit. <laughs> it's okay. No worries. So, how are things there? Things are good. Things are very mellow. Um, we just finished having our nightly general assembly meeting, um, which is just where everybody congregates and talks about what's going on and what might go on and checks in with each other. Oh, I miss that uh, stuff. I, I like that part of <laughs> Occupy. When, when, when we were doing Occupy Columbus, I used to go sometimes, and it's just like there was so much kind of democracy going on, even if nothing got done. It was still always very <laughs> cool to go and see stuff. Yeah, well, it, I mean, the orientation of it is around community and community building and community engagement. So, of course, like, that's the, the origin point for everything that comes out of it. It's very cool. And we do actually have a lot of, a lot of folks who were involved in the Occupy. Um, one very cool dude tonight named Richard, who um, is a medical marijuana crusader. He brings marijuana to the people. <laughs> nice. Uh, he was awesome. That's very he much gave us needed. A little history of the medical movement. So, so what has been? Uh, what's been the going on? Well, how long have you been there? I guess, or how long has the occupation been happening? Uh, for a little over two weeks now. Oh wow. Um, yeah, um, we've been holding the space outside of the um, Metropolitan Detention Center in downtown Los Angeles, uh, which is actually just around the corner from the mayor's office. <laughs> we, uh, a lot of people don't know that L.A. has a real shitty mayor. Uh, we have a real shitty mayor. His name is Eric Garcetti. He's actively running for president right now. Uh, but he's really nowhere to be found in Los Angeles. He's literally not in the city right now. Okay, is it, uh, that looks better, doesn't it? <laughs> okay, uh, is it, how many people are there? How, how many people would you say are there 24 hours? Like, are you staying overnight at this thing? Um, I'm not staying overnight right now. There are, usually we have about 25 or 30 folks camping at night. Um, and then during the daytime, a lot of people come in and out and hang out, and people come and deliver meals, and um, we've also been doing a lot of like teachings and trainings and workshops, um, inviting folks from organizations from all across Los Angeles to come and, and educate about what um, what else is going on. This is like a, a very firmly intersectional fight. 
That's great. Man, that's a great place to have. Uh, I mean, and use it. I mean, while you have it, if you're going to be there, um, that's a good reason to draw people in and uh, also help everyone else, you know, expand their knowledge. Yeah, um, so I, I am a community organizer in L.A. with a group called Grounding, which is called Power. And so I'm we sorry. came down. You kind of broke the up there. What, what, what did you say the name of the organization was? I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, Ground Game Los Angeles. Okay. You can follow us on Twitter at Ground Game LA. Uh, and then also uh, Power, people organized for Westside Renewal. Um, so we were... Members of our, our group were part of the beginning conversation around coming down here. So one thing that a lot of people from different organizations in L.A. have come down to help, like, facilitate and just, like, give the people who are at the camp the tools that they need to organize themselves and stay safe and, like, get the kind of resources that they need and, like, amplify the message. Um, but, yeah, it's been very cool. I, like... In particular, like part of the part of the camp's intention is to highlight all the intersections of this issue. So, in Los Angeles, like we are home to the highest concentration of houseless people. Um, we have sixty thousand homeless people on the street every night in Los Angeles, um, and we only have seventeen thousand shelter beds. So we're in a, a massive crisis here. Um, and uh, like, there's a, there's obviously a lot of connections between that and the detention centers. Um, we also, Los Angeles, you know, LAPD is still the deadliest police force in this country by many different metrics. Uh, and we have tons of people who are, you know, victims of mass incarceration and police brutality. Um, so all of these things are connected. And a lot of those folks who are, uh, who get caught up are undocumented. Uh, obviously, um, you know, a lot of my work is in public housing. Um, we have 4,000 families in Los Angeles that live in public housing that are of mixed citizenship mm-hmm. um, households. Those people are like right now, city of LA could be preventing ICE from going into public housing. They haven't done that. They won't do that. That's something we've been asking for for years. Just to have like simple protections from federal infringement on our local rights uh-huh. um, so for somebody like me who you know i'm a um born and raised in california i'm a third generation los angelino i'm a white girl um but undocumented people have been part of my life my whole upbringing uh you know this is uh, like la county has a million undocumented people in it yeah. a million yeah uh, we also have more deportations out of LA County than any other place in the country. So we're really ground zero for this issue. And as far as I'm concerned, like, if you take undocumented people away from me, you are infringing on my way of life because you're taking my neighbors, family members, my friends, my coworkers. Um, and in my opinion, that's real, like, federal over, like, federal overreach. Sure. Uh, and, uh, well, yeah, it's in the, when there's no. And I mean, it's when having a massive impact on our culture here. Absolutely, and uh, yeah, the the impact their impact isn't negative. They are being removed because they're affecting communities negatively. It's yeah. It's, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, there are you know our undocumented communities are being terrorized. Literally, people are being kidnapped. Yeah, and I mean, stolen away from their families. 
I mean, Dallas was similar in that way when I lived there. was just that, I mean, you could tell there was a very ob- obvious contingent of the population that was doing a lot of the construction and doing a lot of other jobs that, you know, fall in undocumented status. And every, you know, they just expect everything to go along and not have to acknowledge it. And like you said, if you, if you like those, if you like having those people in community, you have to stand up for them, you know, when they come after them. Yeah. Um, and so for us, you know, I think the biggest issue that we face as leftists in Los Angeles is that, you know, we're viewed by most of the country and in fact, by most of our residents here as safe, you know, quote unquote, like, Mm -hmm. You know, it's like we're a blue state and it's like L.A. is like so liberal, like, but the reality is that on the ground, that's not the case. Um, We have, like, we have, like, very dire circumstances when it comes to issues like immigration, but also, you know, health care and, you know, like, we have, we have all the same bad things going on here (laughs) sure sure but we do have like a real malaise like we just have a lot of folks here who are super mad about jeff sessions but like are not conscious of the fact that like we have a district attorney here who refuses to prosecute cops um we haven't had a police officer prosecuted in over 500 shootings right now and right Uh, because they just refuse to. And they this settle is, civilly, and they don't bring criminal charges. And this is like this is exactly like the Obama thing too. It's like you can sit yep. and watch these people complain about everything that's happening with Trump, but they're, the issues right in their backyard they just ignore. Like they, you know, you you like get an Andy Richter on Twitter saying something like, "Oh, are you know, aren't you glad you voted for Jill Stein or whatever? And you're like, you're not even doing right. anything. Like, where you're at, yeah. you know? What are you even doing? Yeah. Who cares? Like, what your opinion yeah. is on this? You're not doing the right things where you are, you know? A hundred percent. Like, you know, as somebody who's been involved in, like, in organizing work for over a decade here, like, you know, we were mad at Obama. <laughs> like, we yeah. were. We were organizing against those policies as well. Um, and, um, yeah, I mean, I think, like, we really, like, and, and I'll say, like, as somebody who, like, I, you know, I went to the East Coast for college. I lived in other places in the country. Like, there is a real um, disservice done to coverage of Los Angeles. Um, there's, like, a lot of uh, weird bias towards us. And like just a just a real lack of understanding of the city, um, which I get. It's a weird city, like that's hundred percent true. But it's also a massive city. <laughs> we are huge, right? Um, so the way that we talk about it is really important. Like I try to I try to always like orient people around the context that like like the city of LA has like roughly like a little under five million people in it and the county of los angeles has like 12 million um so we're talking about like a megatropolis and we really very we only really hear about what any kind of celebrity stuff that happens there like i mean when i look at la i don't you know it's hard to even think about like i don't hear news about the working class in la or poor people in la or how many homeless people are in los angeles the news i hear is about like a Tom of, a bunch, Cruise or a like bunch what's... of Vine stars that moved into like an apartment <laughs> building so they could all be on each other's feed. 
But I think that gives us <laughs> some. I think that gives weirdly. I think that gives people outside of the city, or, or out outside of LA. It gives people a really slanted view of what the city probably looks like. Because I do. I oh think, totally. I I probably think it. It's a lot richer than it is, you know. I I know there's a bunch of people with uh, there there yeah. with a bunch of money, <laughs> but they're not like the yeah, only I mean, people there. No, I mean, yeah, basically, like, yes, we do have tons of rich people. I think there's, I think the last estimate I read was that there are 58 billionaires in Los Angeles. Well, <laughs> um, which, if you can think about a city that has 58 billionaires and also 60,000 homeless people every night, like wow. you're talking about like a crazy amount of of income disparity and wealth disparity. Right. So, and you know, there's, there's so much stratification here. And the majority of us are working class folks. Uh, also, like, you know, I'm an actor and a comedian. Like, I'm a, you know, I'm a, I, I audition for SAG work all the time. Like, I am a working class person, <laughs> as are most actors. Right. Like, I, that's also a totally skewed thing. Where it's like, yeah, the majority of SAG after members are like very, like very much in the working class. Right? <laughs> but, yeah, I, I listened to a struggle session with somebody that yeah. kind of talked about how it might have been me. It wasn't. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, they talked so. about how the the <laughs> yeah, then it, if it was you talked about how like there are so many people there that are like kind of making no money and then there's these people that are oh, in yeah. the same union with you that don't ever bring it up and, and like don't even yep. talk about yeah. it because in my mind just like you know yeah there you go. in my mind like if you get <laughs> in my mind for some reason and it's because i don't i i'm a little different now but before this like if you got a job on a commercial i figured you were made and you just got to get to do commercials for the rest of your life and you just made money doing it right <laughs> and now that i i do sort of entertainment i'm like no like that whole this whole no. life this whole life is like constantly holding on to like a rope that's like slippery you know what I mean? like, oh, yeah. it's like just this next thing is going to be the thing that gets me where i need like you know i remember thinking like this this we're going to make ten thousand dollars a month on patreon once we have that nothing can go wrong ever and then it's like that's not enough money that's like not even enough money to run a damn business i'm barely making anything because yeah. i have to run a business and it's like mm -hmm. You you could go make you could go make a decent amount of money doing something out there, but then the next thing's not guaranteed, and you just have to wait around till the next thing happens. It, it, that is, and, and like I like people like like uh, I recently saw that Joseph Gordon Levitt was uh, was soliciting people to draw. Uh, or people to do artwork for a video game that he's releasing. And I'm like, he's in a union. He is in a union, and he's asking people to do spec work for free. <laughs> Where is the solidarity? I mean, we are really lacking solidarity in, in our union. I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't not to, I don't want to get too much in the weeds and just start no, talking no, about yeah. actor shit, but, like, <laughs> but, but, yeah, I mean, there's no union in the country that I can think of that has more wealth disparity in it than right. SAG. Well, what like, can... Tom Hanks is a member, and, like, <laughs> also, like, you know, like, come on. Like, obviously, so, I mean, SAG is a great example of, like, a union that's become really entrenched. You know, it's like, when I look at people I know who are, uh, you know, in the ranks at SAG, like, there are people who are extremely comfortable, people who have, like, series regular roles on, like, TV shows, or did, 
and are able to have like the time and <laughs> to be participating, you know. Um, but anyway, I, but that's I, well, like a really good microcosm of like how little is understood about this city, which is mostly working class and poor. I mean, we have, you know, the median income in my district is like $38,000 a year. And this is one of the most expensive cities to live in in the country. Right. And there's really uh, rich people there, too. Like there's really rich people in your district. Yeah, there's really yeah, rich people I mean, in your district that drag the average yeah, up. So exactly. <laughs> it's like if it's 30000 I mean, like, you know, and that exists, then what are people really making? What are, like, the people at the bottom really yeah. making? Totally. I mean, like, my partner and I pay, we pay 50% of our income in rent. Um, you know, we had to go through, like, we're, had, we're in a housing crisis here. Um, there is no uh we have absolutely zero political courage from the leadership in our city council and from our mayor we don't see any of it um like mayor garcetti recently uh told lapd to continue enforcing a local city law that makes it illegal for homeless folks to sleep on the sidewalk or have a tent up during the day uh he did that like four days before we had this historic heat wave where where people were like unable unable to put up a tent and get out of the sun living on the street and and what that law means is that then people can get ticketed and then they can have a court date and if they don't show up for it that's a misdemeanor and now they're in jail yep and and that is that is garcetti's plan because you know uh garcetti brought the olympics to la with absolutely zero public input there was never a poll done that wasn't done by the IOC, one of the most corrupt organizations in the world, yeah. uh, and no input from the city, from the, from the residents about that, um, which is only going to exacerbate all of our problems. And what that requires is that Garcetti has to cooperate with the federal government in order to have the Olympics here. So that's why he will. Ne- he has not called LA a sanctuary city. He's not advocating for sanctuary policies. He is not calling to dismantle ICE. Even though we had a city council person get arrested with us this past week for blocking entrances at ICE, we had sitting, sitting city council person Mike Bonin came down and got arrested with us and said we have to dismantle ICE, which but, also, like, I'm sure didn't get any coverage anywhere else in the country. No, I, I you, you know, uh, that the the Olympics thing they learned from all those places getting like because then they tried to do Boston. And the people were like, nah, yeah. this is not happening. And I think they it. tried somewhere else, too. But then in L.A., they were just we like. They didn't want it either. Yeah. In L.A., they were like, maybe if we just don't ask people, we could do it. <laughs> like, that well, that I could mean, be the part way. Part of that is that our political structure here is so fucked up because we have. So, L.A. City Council, we have 15 city council people that represent, like, four and a half million residents. And so just like for comparison's sake, like New York City has like 51 city council people. We have 15. Okay. Like Chicago has 55. We have 15. So you're talking about people who have a disproportionate amount of power. Like it's 15 people who vote on the city budget of Los Angeles, which totals $9 billion. 15 people. That's crazy. Like, it is way easier to buy 15 city council people than it is to buy 50. That is very true. And that's true. exactly what's going on here. <laughs> that is very true. So it's incredibly corrupt, and they they are incredibly out of touch. They're also the highest paid city council people in the country. They make almost $200,000 a year. Oh, Again, that's all I want to make. median income of like, <laughs> right? 
<laughs> That's so, been again, what I've been saying. You you represent a district where the median income is like thirty eight k, and you're making one hundred ninety. That's like yeah, you're not going to be connected to the to the needs of the people in your district. Yeah, that's you're, just how it is. You're probably hidden away from them too. Of course, you don't live with the people that are making thirty no. k. You know. No. Yeah. Well, is there anything so that? Got, I'm sorry. Is there anything that our listeners can real problem? (laughs) Yeah. Is there anything our listeners can do to help other than just show up? I mean, is is there things that that you need out there and and at Occupy Ice in LA? Yeah. So like direct needs at Occupy Ice are bodies. Like we need people to show up. No can show up. You guys have hard. We're like far away from public transit. It's like this detention center is like not in a place that's like visible or accessible easily Oof. it's la so we have a shitty public transit system. Or, you know we're trying to build it but it's still a problem yeah um so literally bodies is like the number one thing people can also can follow us on twitter it's occupy ice la is the twitter handle uh we have a venmo set up that's at occupy ice la people can donate there uh, to help with supplies and food and art builds and all the stuff that people are doing at camp and like a porta potty we have. <laughs> That's cool um, that you got a porta potty. So, yeah, yeah, hell yeah. Um, we, what we really need, I'll say, like as le- the left in LA, is we need people to to not forget about us um, and to not think that the issue, the material impact for people on the street in LA is not as dire as other places just because we are in a quote-unquote blue state like we are fucked out here and we need help and we need visibility so like we need other people in other places to to help us to get the word out well um, right that, that we great. exist and that we're fighting um and they, because like what we view here is that it's our job like we do we do have a more progressive culture here that's absolutely true in many ways um, it's still like we still are racist. It's just different, <laughs> you yeah. know. Um, uh, and but what we what we view that as is our job, at least speaking for myself and the people that I work with, is that our job is to move this move this shit to the left. And like we know that we are like further to the left in other areas, but if we out here on the edge are not pushing as hard as we can, like we are not helping the country to move in the direction it needs to go. And like. It is very true that, like, so California goes, so goes the nation. But, like, that shit goes for good things and bad things. Like, yeah, like, the environmental movement came from here. Like, medical marijuana and legalizing and ending the drug war. That came from here. But also, like, we created three strikes and you're out. Like, we are the state that started closing mental health facilities. Like, we brought you Reagan, you know. Um, So it really is vital that people on the ground in L.A. are, are really, you know, supported in our efforts to move shit to the left. And because there's a lot that can be done here and we can pave the way for the rest of the country to follow in our footsteps towards the future that we want to have. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, thanks. Yeah. Thanks for calling in. I really appreciate it. And, uh, we are, we're going to do a show in LA, uh, later this year. So DM me your info. Yeah. Yeah, DM me your info and, uh, some of your jokes and stuff. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) <laughs> I will. Oh. Um, I really appreciate it, you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for calling in. That yeah, bye. That was awesome. That yeah. was, I always want to call from... I, and if you're in L.A., try to get out there. Look, I had 
a formative time and what ended up getting me where I am like politically was Occupy Columbus. We've we've said things about it being small and it kind of falling apart and a few things like that, but it was uh, kind of important for me to go somewhere where other people believed leftist things, you know, and, and, and like Brett and I really privileged in the fact that we get to hear leftist stuff and be around leftist people because they, they want to be around us. They want to be on the show, they, things like that. But I can't tell you how much it can do for your mental state to be somewhere where a bunch of people believe the same things that you believe. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, my wife was moved to Dallas, and I was here by myself for like six months while Occupy Columbus was happening, and I was there pretty damn late. I never stayed over, but I would stay until three and four in the morning sometimes, and it was really just like shooting the shit. I've just become friend, fast friends with somebody, and you got all day long, and you just talk about your whole life, and then they just illuminate shit about their life that you know, and the experiences that they've had, and the shit they've seen, and. It all is, uh, you know, and then also, like like she said, people show up with, like, fucking pizzas or, like, you have folks that stop and, like, you know, say, I, I believe in what you're doing so much. I have to go to work right now, though. I can't help, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, that stuff's important, though. Just knowing that there's other people like you out there can can really help with, with, uh, with keeping you on task when it comes to these sorts of things. For sure. Let's see who's on the phone next here. Thank you for calling Street Fighter Radio. Who are we talking to? Hey, guys, can you hear me? Yes. We got you. Hey, it's Rath from Angelo. What's up, Rath from Angelo? How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty well. How's the... Uh, just showing out. Can I ask you a question? I'm going to ask you something before you before you get into what you're saying. How yes, How sir. is the live feed during the uh, during the basement show? Are, is, that, is that pretty cool? We haven't heard much feedback from it. Yeah, I definitely like, um, I definitely enjoy it. I've only been able to listen to or watch two of them, um, just because sometimes the, sometimes your, your buddy is going to sleep, but, um, yeah, the, the yeah, time it's, is it's really cool. Cool. Yeah. You can um, get that on the $5 Patreon level and it's, I think a really, it's, I, I, it's getting more fun where we keep putting time into it and trying to make it better. And I think it's getting very, I think it's getting a lot better and we're, I, I, you know, I like I just, doing this stuff before the show too. Yeah. And I just got a preliminary yeah. look at an animation from uh, secret awesome headquarters. They did, he did the, uh, Zach is his name. He did the, um, support the troop sticker. He did us as the Duke boys and he's actually made an animation <laughs> For our like waiting screen, that is us driving around in the Duke the Hazard car with the Anca, Anca, Ancom flag on top, doing a burnout. <laughs> oh hell yeah! So I think no, cool things are coming there. I just I always want to check and see what it is. Um. So what's going on now? Uh, what's going on with your Rafa Mangelo? Man, I'm uh, uh just just surviving. Um. I uh, I was convinced by uh, our our very own cheese the weed scientist to uh, fly up to Columbus to see you guys. <laughs> um, I'll be I'll be in there just in and out, um, but that should be fun. Uh, I'm coming on I July thirty first too. Hell yeah! I tell you, okay, look, people <laughs> people are flying. Okay, so if you're in Pittsburgh, if you're in Cleveland, if you're in Morgantown, if you're in Indianapolis, if you're in Detroit, you got no excuses anymore. You got put on notice. <laughs> um but uh um 
loving loving all the stuff on tonight's show. Um, I I love uh, hearing from uh, hearing from the Occupy ICE movement. That's always that's always fucking amazing. Yeah, that was a big um, surprise. I mean, we I, we wanted someone to call in, but I didn't know that was happening. Yeah, the uh, it's uh, it's so encouraging because uh, it's there's there's just not enough of that going down here in Dallas. Um, but it's also encouraging to to hear from Mason to to know that there's some more people down in DFW. We definitely do need to get together at some point. Um, yeah, come on, go meet up with Mason out there. He seems like a sweet. We guy. got a match already. Rats for Mangelo and Mason hanging out soon. Coming and, soon. Uh, hell yeah. The, the Wrath um, from Mason podcast coming soon <laughs> to the airways. <laughs> oh man, I don't I don't know that I could fill the airtime, but uh, <laughs> a uh, I, I, I wanted to uh, I wanted to give you a suggestion or a, at least another uh, material to work with in your future sculpture career, Brian. Uh, okay, is uh, paper do origami. Or a yeah. I just made a paper football here in the studio. Okay, so you have a start. You have a yeah. foot in the door. I've, I you just got to learn a couple more folds. I should good. learn origami. Maybe I'll learn origami. That sounds like something I could do, just to have a bunch of origami around my house. Yeah, and then you could bust it you out know. wherever you have a piece of paper, make, oh, a, little, make a little frog for yeah. someone. If I was single, I would totally learn origami and then just be up <laughs> be at the bar like, let me see one of those napkins. I'll show you a little something. Let me tell you what I, how I, um, I made uh, for my wife a complete origami bouquet of flowers because it would last longer than real flowers oh my god you're the sweetest <laughs> pie why don't you ever make me anything like that i'll make you one thank you i used to make i used to make roses out of the netflix dvd wrappers because <laughs> i didn't i hated throwing them away <laughs> hey you're the sweetest golly i i don't know why i said golly um what what uh um so i will try origami we'll see i mean like i said i like this wood thing really want to tell you the truth i'm liking this idea of like taking wood and turning it into something i feel sort of um is it like not lazy like not good at things like so the wood thing will will may probably be a little bit like um I don't know. Like I, when I'm not good at something right away, I turn into a real big baby and just quit, you know. And that <laughs> I think is I think it's the problem with wood. Like because wood seems like it costs a lot of money, and uh, I, that worries me. That's why you got to use scraps. You got to use found found wood. That's true. That's true. But everybody's trying to get that found wood now. That's there's a problem with that is <laughs> yeah, like all true. these a lot all these, of reclamation. Yeah, all these gentrifiers want to go get like f- like they're taking up all the pallets and found wood and making like $900 tables out of it. Yeah, also meth heads are running interior. through the public parks looking for burl wood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can you sell that? Yeah, it's worth a fucking ton of money. Man. I there was just a there was a guy on that episode of um what's it called? Uh Intervention. And he would just get really fucking tweaked out and go, like, trail running through the forest looking for, like, rare woods. But he would make a shitload of money when he found it. That sounds cool. I mean, and you also get, like, a good trail run. Yeah, yeah. Swinging through the forest high on methamphetamines. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I will try origami, Wrath from Angelo. I think you'll get 
You gotta get yeah. You're gonna you have to just keep like getting better and better and making like larger structures. Okay, okay. I'm gonna do this. This is I'm gonna go to the library tomorrow, there you go. and I'm gonna get an origami book, and I'm gonna sit in my house after I gotta write something for the zine. Once I'm done writing for the zine, I'll start doing origami on Twitch.com. Oh yeah, man. <laughs> no, it does sound like something to do, and I could do it during the show too, which would keep my hands from whatever else I'm trying not to do. That's another reason to watch the live stream on Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks for calling in, Rathford Mangelo. It's always good to hear from you. Absolutely, guys. You have a good night. Origami, you think it's going to be it? I don't know, man. I'm going to try. I'm going to give it a shot. You're just going to do it with notebook paper? Well, I mean, what kind of paper are you supposed to use? Origami paper, my friend. Double-sided. You got to get double-sided origami paper because the way you fold it, it makes like different colors. I'm looking it up. Um, I one of my early businesses in elementary school was making origami and selling it to kids for like quarters and shit. So I'd make the origami frogs and I would sell it for like fifty cents, and then kids would race them, and then we'd bet on the races. Okay, so, you can get a thousand sheets of origami paper for ten bucks on Amazon. Okay, okay, okay. That's a cheap. That's a cheap hobby. Yeah, I'm, maybe I'll buy some origami paper. I'll do some origami. Total price $27 for origami paper and a book called Easy Origami. Then you can also get into kirigami, which is where you add cuts. What? I never yeah. see. I'll look it's up more kirigami. Advanced. I'm going to look up kirigami <laughs> while you pick up the next call. Let's see who's on the phone here. Uh, thank you for calling Street Fighter. Who are we talking to? It's the big guy. What's going on tonight, guys? Howdy, big guy. I'm trying to find a hobby, big guy. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> two for, I, guess, I guess two for Tuesday. Uh, Rath and Angela, I feel like he had a pretty good suggestion for you there. Origami. Uh, origami. I, I never thought. I was thinking, like, well, technically video games are what hobbies are now. But, yeah, you can still do origami. Here's the problem with video games is I'm doing them on Twitch. So then it becomes part no, of work. No, 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 no. Don't, don't Twitch stream your goddamn video game. Don't make play work. That's what I do, though. Start, Look at get into origami. You're going to get some origami, and you're going to start selling the origami on the Street Fight uh, fucking store, and it's going to ruin your whole thing. You're so, exactly right. You know, do, do origami. Do origami. Do not sell it. Please. I'm gonna be like Brian. I've got fucking. Keep it personal. I've got orders for a hundred frog racing sets. I need them. <laughs> I don't know how to not make. I mean, like, I don't know how to not make my hobbies things. Like, I, this you're was like, my you're hobby. You're a goldmine, Brian. Yeah, you're a goldmine, Brian. You don't know how to not make money. Oh <laughs> my god, kids, you're going places. This this was my hobby. Street fight was my hobby for many years. It was like, oh, I got this nice little hobby I got going on here. Now look at me. I'm I'm doing it for my job. I'm sitting in this room sweating, and and it makes you sad. It makes you sad all the time. It doesn't make me sad, but it does. Like I mean, like I went through like about a week there where it was like I ain't answering no DMs. Just no direct messages today. I can't do it. My brain's not working for it. And then I always feel bad later on because it's like, these people got a hold of me. They were asking a question or they just wanted to hear something back. And I'm like, I can't do this. I just can't do this right now. It is it is a very different energy than just putting your thoughts out there and joking around. Like, and it's Oh, my like, gosh. I mean, 
I mean, I don't even get paid to call in once a week and be on Twitter, not even send tweets. And it like, you know, this is basically my hobby, and it's it's stressful enough. So, <laughs> is, is, I feel you there. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's, this is. The show is the only time I'm not stressed. I mean, tonight I'm a little stressed. I am sweating over here. I don't know if the kratom I drank made me feel like a little wonky or whatever, but my stomach feels gross. So I'm like just sitting here, like, okay, five more calls. <laughs> oh man, I we recently got into kratom, and let me tell you, that's become a personal fan favorite in in the big guy household. Um, you got to get the right strain here in Texas. You can get some bum strains that don't do anything. Uh, you, but we found a good strain at our local head shop. So, you should yeah, get, it's pretty good. You should get it online. It's a lot cheaper online than it is at them head shops. They Them head shops tax you like crazy on that stuff. Like, the amount they That's, sell yeah. you... The the amount they sell you is always so... Like, they charge a lot for smaller amounts. Like, you can get pretty good deals on kilos on uh online on the internet oh yeah that's where i get mine i don't buy it at a head shop because well i don't like going into head shops that much uh they don't well, sell of, we have it too in our speaking of, speaking of head shops can i tell a an old-fashioned small business tyrant story hell yeah you that can. i experienced today yeah hell yeah you so can. we're walking to the we're walking to the local head shop that's uh, right next to my uh, partner's place of residence, which, by the way, walking or driving anywhere with uh, any type of undocumented and or even documented person when you're 100 miles from a U.S. border is horrifying because if you get stopped by ICE and they ask for documents, it doesn't matter where those documents are. If you can't produce them right then and there, you're going to the clink. And she keeps all her documents in her apartment so she doesn't lose them but it's very scary to go out in public periods because if ice shows up and asks for papers what what do you do but that's not the point uh oh yeah by the way fuck ice uh if you have the opportunity to occupy ice go ahead and do that but anyway we see this sign in a storefront that says um if you're poor in the United States of America, that is your fault. And wow. at first I was like, no, well, I was like, well, no, that's not true. But then I thought about it and I thought, I guess technically it is because most working poor people haven't taken their boss out behind their store and shot them in the head <laughs> with a 410 pistol. So that's probably why they're still poor. Yeah, I mean, um, that's a big thing, though, in the in, uh, U.S. is like... Uh... They do think being, like we said this earlier about rich people, they think that people get rich because they're a genius, you know? Yeah. And, like, that's not necessarily true. Most rich people kind of start out on a level that's higher than people who end up middle class or poor. I mean, that's that's really how most of them started. They start, like, surrounded by a lot of privilege. Like, people will talk about Obama and be like, well, he came from a poor family. And it's like, but he went to a school you know, I guess he got a scholarship or whatever. He ended up in a private school where all the most powerful people in the world send their kids. And that's how you then end up getting up to that level. You know, I'm not saying the guy didn't work. I'm saying that like when you're around a certain, when, when you, when you have money or when you're somewhere where there is money, 
you're able to like it's less of a climb to get up to rich and they don't understand that like I, I think a lot of those people do because they do work hard. I think there are a lot of people who Here's, grew up rich who who did work very hard to get where they are. They don't understand that other that that there are a lot of people that start out that just don't have a chance that have to work like ten times as hard to get where they are. You know, there's there's only two ways to get rich in this country, and the first and most common way is to be born rich, and the second way is not hard work but proving that you can be so ruthlessly like cutthroat to poor people that the ruling class will let you become rich and that's you know really the shitty that's really a shitty thing it's like it, 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 it doesn't take hard work to become rich it takes soullessness and that's you know that's the big myth that so I don't know but um I don't know. I'll let you guys move on to your next call. Uh, Mason hit me up on Twitter as big as your dad. Yeah, go ahead Brass with Angela the... hit me up on Twitter. Mason, go uh, hang with the everybody. big guy, man. You got a chance to hang with the big guy. That's what you gotta I got to do. I have a felony quantity of marijuana right now. All so right. Hang with it. the big guy. If you're, in the D- yeah. if you're in DFW, hit me up. All right, thanks for calling, big guy. I appreciate it. Get that felony quality of mar- felony quantity of marijuana from the big guy. He had he announced he had a felony quality. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Brett had to go to the the water machine. I'm eating um, the po' boy machine. They're called hot flavored chips. <laughs> that fucking po' boy machine. The People po love that po' boy they machine. Do? Yeah, I saw it in the group about the po' boy machine, and I'm like, yeah, we got. I hit. just think okay. of like an extruder. Or, like, you put it all in there, and then, like, it kind of, what, smashes the sandwich down for you or something? I don't know what a fucking machine could do to make a po' boy, dude. Fill it? I mean, would you just, like, load it, all of the shrimp into, like, a hopper, and then have it, like, dump on top of the bread? Sound like some Elon Musk stuff. Yeah. I'm just trying to to figure out how to do this properly. All right, let's see who's on the phone next. Thank you for calling Street Fight. Who are we talking to? Skeleton. Skelly. Skeletonio. Is it Skeletor? Skelantonio. Is it Skeletor? He's not on the phone. Skeletor's scary, man. Yeah, this Skeletor is... from the new Purge Anarchy is, or no, Purge, first Purge is wild. Yeah, he's a scary boy, man. My daughter was still talking about Skeletor after the movie. That was one of those characters that makes yeah. a real impact on you, like, oh, yeah. dual <laughs> Skeletor. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the, and, and the car on the way home, they're like, well, Skeletor was kind of a good guy at the end because he murdered all those guys and i'm like God, yeah. i love having teens yeah <laughs> they look for the good in everybody yeah. even skeletor all right let's, all right sorry skelly sorry, that was an anonymous skelly too i wonder if it was an overseas person i'm assuming it was terry it was a terry probably a terry calling terry in. the skelly hello hey thanks for calling street hello? fight who are we talking to hello yeah is this me yeah, yeah it is. it's you hey hey it's carl with a q Oh uh, shit! We, from we Twitter. Spoke once. <laughs> oh, Carl yeah, with a Q. Once. Yeah, what's going on? Yeah. Um, I, uh, I, 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 uh, I did my first uh, time experiencing um, Adderall today. Oh, how was that? Uh, <laughs> I got a lot done. <laughs> yeah, I've never done Adderall. Yeah. I'm not a big, I'm not a big speed guy. It's always when I was in high school. I never- 
I did a lot of, uh, or when I was in ninth grade, we took a lot of mini thins, which was like my dance with speed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've never done it before, and uh, I don't know. It's been a very productive day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm amazed with myself. <laughs> My wife did it for three days and had to go to the hospital once. <laughs> oh, just, oh, dear. Yeah, to get, a, to get a project done in college. She's like, I love this stuff. This yeah. stuff is great. I, can I just keep do going. it and go and go and go. Yeah. Yeah, she's a Jesse Spano. I kind of... Yeah, <laughs> I kind of wish I had had this stuff when I was in college, because then maybe I would have... Uh, you know, pass more classes. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get on that stuff. I ne- I never. Uh, <laughs> your adult ADHD. I don't. Yeah, I don't have. Pro- I should do it for uh, writing because I have such of the hardest time writing. Because what I do is, here's the problem with me and writing. I start to write, and then I'm like, you know, what's more important than writing? Doing the dishes. And then, That's I true. and then I don't write and then I'm like sit down I sit back down dishes are done I'm, I got a big cup of water I'm like you know what's more important than writing this floor is disgusting I should vacuum this floor <laughs> and vacuum the floor I sit back down and I start to write and I'm like did I make the bed yet and then I go make the bed and then I fold all the laundry and here we are three hours later and nothing got done right. and that, like would Adderall <laughs> solve that problem I think so I don't know. Maybe like I'm. I I am. I am finding that basically what it has done for me is just like make me feel really motivated and determined. Is this like, prescribed to you, or is this a black market thing? No, this is black market. That's <laughs> the only real way to do drugs. I mean, uh, go talk to that yeah. drug dealing doctor. See if he can get you hooked up right, with it no, on a regular. True. Yeah, I'm. I might try to. I actually don't have health insurance right now, though. Oh, sure, Although I understand that. I should that. have it by. I should have it by January, hopefully. Okay. Um. So maybe around then. Maybe I don't know. I'm a little bit scared of how much I like it. I'm kind so, of more of a Xanax um, guy. Like if I could get something, <laughs> it would be Xanax. I'm more. I'm more yeah. downs than ups. Brett's an up. That's we're like an odd couple in that way. Brett's an ups guy, and I'm a downs guy. That's just who we uh-huh. are as people. Are you up or down? Do you like ups or downs? Well, honestly, mostly I just stick to marijuana. Um, so this is like the first time I've really stepped outside into anything else. <laughs> um, really? Like, so I guess that's down? I don't do know. you like sativas? Or are you in a not legal state so you don't get sure. to pick? Uh, yeah, I, I'm not in a legal state. Um, um, so I just have, you know, whatever I can get. Yeah, I was the same. Until I started doing a kind of popular podcast and radio show, I had to take what I could get to. So I I feel your struggle. (laughs) I mean, because there are weeds that are sort of like speed ear, like the the ones that have a lot of euphoria and make you feel like you're moving 100 miles an hour. But then the indicas are like the slower ones. But honestly, a lot of times I don't super notice the difference between them, really, like. Mm-hmm. Marijuana just tends to make me feel like I spoke some marijuana. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> um, but uh, so yeah, I did have. So I have a, a, a kind of weird thing to talk about. Quick. Um, uh, so I'm I'm a mailman. Um, I uh, one of the routes that I sometimes work on. Uh, there's um, the uh, the the Republican nominee for Congress my district lives on that route oh wow um so like i've delivered his mail sometimes <laughs> um and uh i don't know i guess i'm trying to like think of something i can do to like stick it to him that won't get me fired 
Well, yeah, because it's got to be super. I don't, I don't have anything. <laughs> it's got to be super passive aggressive, which is that's it activism, does, yeah. by the way. You know, like, could you like, I don't know, like crumble his mail a little bit? Like, what would be really yeah. annoying for your mailman to do, Brett? What would what would be something that would make you nuts? Like, I. I I love my mailman. I do too. I, 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 I love male woman too. Male women. I love all and male people. Male non-binaries. Yeah, every kind of male person there is. I love them. They all do a great job. I never get mad about it. Uh, the only thing I get kind of like I'm at the end of everybody's route. It seems like I don't get my mail until like five or six every day. I don't like that very much. But yeah. other than that, it's kind of yeah, like fair. yeah. It, but whatever. It, I mean, I don't usually check it until you know later in the day now it's just you change the time you check the mail it's not a huge deal um i don't really know like it's weird because you don't want to get somebody i I, like i don't want to tell people to like egg somebody's house and like really what difference does that make in the end they just got to go up and clean up the uh they just got to go clean the stuff up the 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 uh the worst thing you can do i think for these people is kind of direct people on where they could find them. Maybe not tell them where they live, but, like, I'm sure when you deliver somebody's mail, you learn a decent amount about them, but, like, not from basically the package. Like, for instance, my mail person probably thinks that I really want new hair because I get a lot of Bosley and hair club (laughs) for men mail. They know what you're it clicking on. My mind. I mean, you could always. I mean, you know the address. Isn't there a way to mail like a glitter bomb or like a pile mm. of shit or something to him? Now, see. That's true. I mean, I guess in theory I could just do that. But, but you would have uh, to deliver it, yeah, which is kind of which is kind of that's fun, like wrong. But why? yeah, I mean, right. no, this is my job to deliver this pile of shit mm. to you. I have to deliver this dookie to right. you, sir. I'm sorry. I, yeah, I don't. I don't really know. I mean, like you could throw your gum yeah. in his mailbox, which yeah. would fun discussion topic. Yeah, you could yeah. gum is a terrible gum on the gum. porch. Spit gum. a piece of gum on the fucking porch. You could that. also look. You could step in doo doo, uh, and then walk right uh, on his porch. And ain't nobody sure. going to be able to say a word to you because it's like, oh, God, you've never stepped in Dookie before? Like, right across uh-huh. that front porch. Now, that would uh-huh. piss me off. That is almost like, pra- that's praxis, I think, is what they call that. that yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, it's <laughs> that, not that like you're sacrificing, too, by stepping in Dookie. The right. worst thing you can do is step in Dookie. One of them. One of the worst things you yeah. can do as an outside worker is step in shit. Is there some sort yeah, so of mic? I'm like totally inoculated from getting in trouble then. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you are. I feel like if you did it, you just track doo-doo across his porch every day. He'd be like, man, who's tracking this doo-doo across my porch? We might find out after a while, but you would have time, you know? And you got to sure, step. Yeah. That'd be you, funny. You got to step on the welcome mat too. It's like, oops! I accidentally put my foot on that welcome mat. <laughs> A little bit of doo doo on there. Sure. <laughs> you could yeah. tuck some Limburger cheese underneath the like cushion on his lawn furniture or like his patio furniture. Do you know a beekeeper? You you could put a little hive on his porch because I had one of those for a while and it's the worst. A wasp nest. A wasp. The wasp nest or the. Absolute yeah. worst things in the world. I hate those things. Getting chased yeah. by wasps. But yeah, I. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to keep thinking about this. What What can a mailman do to own one of their customers? 
and and just keep listening. And specifically, specifically their potential congressman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe you can. I mean, I is really he is he, he a gro- Is he a, what kind of Republican? Business Republican or uh, uh, Bible? More, well, I think he's more of like a businessy Republican. Uh. Those are the scariest. Um, you got you got to send like, animal he, he parts was, with a knife in them, then to send a message to those people. <laughs> yeah, he was he, he like so like I was delivering all of the campaign ads like throughout election se- like the primary season that recently ended. Um, so like both he and his primary opponent were both basically just trying to say I'm the one who likes Trump more. <laughs> um, Oh. And like they they each had a scandal about the other one thing that they raised taxes and they so they each had to explain how they didn't actually raise taxes and uh, but they I don't know they're just like the, the entire party is just a personality cult now so yeah it's it's weird yeah. it's definitely like I just always wonder like I. I is it a re- the business Republicans like scare me a little more? They're like sharks. They're the sharky Republicans. The other ones like yeah, they'll step on their dick at some point usually. Yeah, but they get a lot of crazy. Yeah. They do get a lot of crazy in there though. True, true. Yeah, yeah I, I just, I always think like that. I always figure in the end they're gonna say something stupid and they'll they'll be gone. But uh, yeah, just step in doo doo. I think you should step in doo doo because it's almost like I mean I don't want to use this disgusting term it's almost like a suicide bomb it's like i gotta step and do i have to make uh-huh. myself suffer which makes whatever you do better is how i always feel. taking I, one for the team yeah, yeah. I, I always feel like you're doing you're doing what you're doing is better if it inconveniences you <laughs> it's more altruistic <laughs> well, <I> mean, if, <laughs> if that's the, the the sacrifice i get to make in the name of our you know, socialist utopia. I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. Thanks for calling. I I appreciate it. Thanks. That was fun. Yeah. Have a great night, guys. You too. All right, Brett Payne. It's time for that last for the call. last call. We Hopefully. need a we need a song. We need something. Remember that time we like, played Kenny G? Yeah, that sounds like a that's like a good going away song. Yeah. It's called like closing time or something. like No, that, that is a goddamn. <laughs> Open song. up your doors and let yourself into the world. We're not doing closing time. No, I know. That's how you clear a bar out. We don't want to do that. That and Pour Some Sugar on Me by Def Leppard. Well, that song is not a clear out the bar song. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That makes everyone leave. Yeah. They always sucks. play it at like 2.05 in the morning. Pour some sugar uh, on me. Everybody's gross. Come on, fat me up. <laughs> I hate that song. I, oh, Def Leppard sucked. Except for Love Bites. That song's fresh. I don't know. It's a good one. That's the only good Def Leppard. I'll play it for you after the show. Okay. Let's see who's on the line here. Thank you for calling Street Fight. You are the last caller. Congratulations. Hello? Yes, you're on. What's up, guys? How's it going? It's going pretty well. I got two stories. I can only really tell one. Okay. I got got, uh, a story about... Kind of about ice and about getting fired. Okay, let's go. Let either one of those is great for us. What's going on with ice, though? We should cover okay. the real news here. All right, I'm not. I'm like a bit player in it, so I'm not going to say too much about where I'm at um, for legal purposes. But basically, I'm in a city, and uh, people I know have been occupying ice for like three weeks now, and. 
the local DSA chapter got the whole city council to call a meeting or to add cooperating with ICE to the agenda so it could be discussed. And they had all these speakers come in who were like undocumented immigrants, um, Muslim immigrants, etc. And like just sharing some real like heart-rending shit for everyone. Like in the, the whole place was packed and people were like waiting in another room watching on TV. And the mayor didn't even show up. He was on vacation that whole week. So everyone was kind of annoyed about that. And so that just left the four city council people. And two of them, wouldn't you know, the entire time wouldn't say a single word to any, like, to any of the speakers before they showed up, when they came in, at the end. One of them even took a meal during, like, while someone was speaking about their experience, like, being undocumented. Whoa. And he had his dude bring in, like, a bowl of soup or some shit. Oh, my God. And so he's, like, he's like taking, like, little, like, flirts during the, the whole thing. Like, mm-hmm, And mm-hmm, I'm, yeah. like, I'm heated at this point. I'm, like, pissed. Yeah, that's and so, awful. so, like, I go up to, yeah, it's at the end, I'm, like, fuck you, man. This is, like, complete bullshit. Like, fuck you. I hope you get, <clears throat> like, um, I hope you don't win, win next time around. Like, fuck you, fuck you. And then all of a sudden, like, I get, like, grabbed by three different people, and I'm on my way out. Like, it's over. And basically, like, the security guards are incredibly rough. They knocked my glasses off immediately. And, like, I was just trying to get them off me and, like, run away. And, like, they, like, cornered me and, like, had me pinned up against the wall. And everyone's still in, like, the room. And, like, it was two of them, two huge dudes. And, like, they were like, move, move. And I was like, dude, I can't. You're pinning me against the wall. And then, like, dude grabs my arm, and he just, like, looks at me like he's going to, like, break my arm over his friend's, like, shoulder as he's pinning me against the wall. And, like, I can't see anything without my glasses on. So I'm just, like, basically, like, I fi- I start fighting back, and then I run away. And uh, Occupy Ice is still going on, but I'm not there anymore, which sucks. Oh, well, I'm glad you caused some problems. Yeah, I'm so done with the city council. I'm I'm getting out of this city. I'm done with it. I got. I can I give yeah. you some bad news about other city councils? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, lay it on me. <laughs> the, the, all of They're them are like that. Worse. I mean, here's worse. the thing. Yeah. Here's the thing about like city council or any of these politicians. Really, is they want to be completely insulated from the things it's that they do. Them and the developers. The yeah. developers and them are the only friends they need. Yeah, and they're so they like so they would say they don't have any power to stop ICE. But like a city council making a resolution to abolish ICE and tell the police not to cooperate with ICE and refuse to have the city cooperate with ICE is power. That That's different. Like, yeah. You know? And oh, and it's it it's so it frustrating be because like they they are like, Oh well, you know, you can't be the... That's not serious. Abolishing ICE isn't a serious thing. And it's like... I mean, it's a new thing. Like, ICE is new, number one. And, like, what is your other solution for this? Like, that, that, like what would a serious person say is their solution? And I'm, I'm not, I've yet to see a serious... Other than reform ICE. Which... Come on. Like, we've been watching how these police departments work and the FBI and the CIA and stuff. We know how they work. They're Reforming them is impossible. It's not going to happen. It needs to be abolished and rethought. Like, that's what law enforcement yeah, needs that, to be. Yeah, what's that? 
that Rick guy from uh, Texas, he's now like the Secretary of Energy, Rick Perry. Oh, yeah. He went up to the presidential debate and, like, was listing out the five agencies he was going to cut. He couldn't even remember all five of them. <laughs> yeah. And, like, people took him seriously. Like, he was a candidate. Like, the Republican, he's a, he was a serious candidate. And, like, it doesn't matter that you thought it was bad politics. Like, he went in and said, I'm cutting the EPA. I'm cutting the the National Endowment for the Arts. Like, I'm right. just cutting it. It's over. And people were like, serious policy position right there. Thought he was serious guy, Like, yeah, yeah, this dude could get rid yeah, of the like, National Endowment for the Arts. Easy. Easy peasy. Boom, boom. It's been there forever. It's gone they're now. Just like, they're gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Republicans, they, they just go with it. And we get nothing but pushback. I know everything you everything anybody with any lo- sort of left sensibility wants to do. They're like, "Oh, come on! You gotta live in the realm of reality where yeah, we can yeah. like that's for not. Republicans. That's for the other ele- half of the electorate. <laughs> they they get rid of agencies when they feel like it. I mean, how unrealistic is abolishing ICE? Like, uh, how is it's that incredibly realistic? It seems like a really realistic. I mean, thing. yeah, and they're always like, "Come up with a policy. Why don't you come up with?" Remember Occupy? It was like, "Why don't you come up with some policy suggestions?" And maybe somebody they don't do it. They don't take them seriously. We had all kinds of yeah. policy suggestions. They don't come up with anything, and then they're like, "Then no, they're like, what's a policy suggestion?" You're like, "Occupy. How about abolish ice?" They're like, "Come on, seriously, you're crazy with that." Well, there was plenty of people that also suggested changes to the financial system to out to get rid of all that stuff and to prosecute people that frauded people. And then they're like, "Ah, we're not going to do that, though." Come on, Brad. Get, think think in Can, reality. Think in a real world where you. Could just like erase the debt of something and it be gone. <laughs> Can't we just give you swim bags full of coupons? Yeah, they seem like they could. Yeah, like that's funny that you said that though uh, about the uh, about them saying like changes to the financial system and people going to jail and shit like that. And then when you think about it, it's like uh, they they find a way to send record numbers of people to jail. They've oh, been yeah. so good at sending people to jail. That's the one thing the government has like exceeded. <laughs> in all aspects is like they're they can get a person in jail and they're like we can't not those people though those people don't go to jail they yeah mm, they were just doing something really illegal that screwed a bunch of people over like it wasn't murder it wasn't anything. like yeah it wasn't breaking into someone's house <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah no one's toothbrush got stolen yeah, yeah and it's like the economic stuff is especially like remember when they they grilled bernie about like getting rid of student loan debt and he was like, well, there's this thing called quantitative easing. They did it during the after the Wall Street crash. And they, like, tried to make him explain what quantitative easing is on the spot. Yeah. Like, he needed to, like, he needed to know exactly how it works. Yeah, dude, watch it. And they're like, well, he, of, has no, he doesn't even know what it is. There's plenty of and animated like, YouTubes that explain it within five minutes. Yeah, and it's like, no, it's just like he doesn't need to know. He's not an economist. Yeah, yeah. Well, and they never like, ask. They never ask like Donald Trump how he's going to do something. Donald Trump would be like, yeah. "We're going to build a wall." They're like, "How are you going to pay for it?" Mexico's going to pay for it, and then nobody ever said like, yeah. "So how are you going to make them do that?" Like, <laughs> what's the <laughs> next step in this process? They never because they did that to Alexandria Ocasio Cortez uh, when 
like two days after she had done an interview about they asked her because you know how they'll always be like how are you going to give all this free stuff away because they call these things free stuff not like things that we mm-hmm. would actually pay for they say that we're asking for like toys basically health care and uh which she, is the only thing they want to admit that socialism is they just they want to think it's free stuff because they don't want anything about the means of production being spoken on right and she, she they kinda, want it to be free stuff they're fine giving us some free stuff if we really work hard well right and she so gave that's what they wanted to keep us she gave the politics answer right she gave the regular mm-hmm. politics answer and this person on twitter who's like a repu- uh, like a, a centrist sort of guy like a capitalist guy was like she didn't even explain how she was going to pay for all that stuff she was all vague on that and i'm like i have never in my life heard somebody go on tv and explain how they were going to pay for anything Right, like, just like, no. I haven't seen that either. Like I have never. I pay some attention to politics, and I did for a number of years. Followed electoral stuff. Nobody explains to people, especially on NBC, how they're going to pay for anything. It just doesn't happen. Well, yeah, that only matters at the state level where they can't go negative in the budget. That's you know, like you know, that's where that comes in. Where they're like, oh yeah, we're going to have a soda tax pay for this because they can't run a deficit in the state. No, don't even bring up a but, yeah, tax. Federal, I'll flip out. Office, we like if we're running a twelve trillion dollar deficit, how we're going to pay for it is kind of incredibly irrelevant. Yeah, yeah, agree. Yeah, uh, well, uh, thank you for calling. I I, I really appreciate. It. Thank Sean. you for cussing that uh, cussing out at some city council people too. Yeah, we're already working on running in twenty twenty somewhat a good candidate to replace wishy washy liberals. Cool. Well, corporate have- libs. Have a great night. Enjoy your night. Thank you, you too, for calling. Guys. It was a fun last call. Love you guys. Bye. Peace. Uh, thank you for listening to Street Fight Radio. We are the number one anarchist comedy radio show in any station across the nation. We do it the best. We do it on WCRS every single week, Sundays at 11 p.m. We are taking your calls. That number is 614-512-4242. Same number every single week. Uh, you can also listen to our basement show where Brian and I go off in the basement about politics and things that are happening in the world. Comedy uh, festivals. Comedy uh, festivals <laughs> that have comedy campout festivals with 100 comedians booked. Um, we talked about some of our favorite fast food treats, uh, all kinds of different stuff. You can subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, any of the podcasting platforms, Google Play. You can also find us on SoundCloud. Uh, if you're looking for us there, that we will be there. Uh, we also offer Kratom and CBD, some of our favorite brain-changing chemicals out there. Kratom is a plant from Southeast Asia. It makes you feel different, and a lot of people like it. So if you're interested and want to check it out, we have a sampler pack for just 20 bucks That uh, gets you one 100 grams total. Four 25-gram bags, each of green, white, red, and yellow colored Kratom, so you can give it a shot and see what you think. Uh, we also just stocked now a 1,000-milligram tincture. I was looking on somebody else's website. I saw a 500-milligram tincture for $40. And so we have a 1,000-milligram tincture for just $45 on the Street Fight store, so... Uh, if you're looking for cheap CBD, I have a good hookup, and we don't—we're terrible at making money, so I don't try to make too much off of you. We got grams of isolate for thirty-five dollars. If you're into that type of stuff, check it out: store.streetfightradio.com. And finally, 
Finally, I got to give you the full pitch. Every single month we do a zine. We have the film zine this month. I saw the cover already. It's fucking amazing. You guys are going to be guys and gals, non-binary pals, are going to be blown away when you see it. Uh, it's really cool. At Clownhound is the guy that puts together the zine for us and does covers from time to time. Give him a follow on Twitter, and he did a really good job this time. I think I'm going to write an article about my favorite horror movies, my favorite modern horror movies, since I've watched quite a few recently. And uh, there's going to be other good articles. You can get access to that by going to patreon.com slash streetfightradio and pledging just $3 a month. And if you sign up today, you don't get charged today. So you get one whole free month of to check out the zine, get access to the bonus shows and all of that. And on the first of every single month, you'll be charged $3 to help us spread this mess across the U.S. So if you're down to clown around and hang with the gang, we will be here every single week. We're Street Fight. Peace. I can be the only one Who can be the best to you Be the best to you
the best.